What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. And shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. Shout out to the Tent Toes Up Gang. And that's you. Shout out to the 52-point program, Kick the Tires Ladies program. And that's you. And shout out to the Nasty Boys. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. You in here with the Bruce Wayne dish ish, the king of kings, the king of content, and the speaker of truth, yours truly, the notorious one, aka Mr. Coachellini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Adamus. You in the Desert Storm Bunker with the Sea God Allah in the eight time, eight time. Demonetized champion of YouTube. This is the realest of the real. You in here with the realest show on YouTube. And today's topic, we're going to talk about broke chick economics. I wanted to call it something else, but YouTube might not have favored it. But broke chick economics. And here's the thing I know the ladies are going to like you still talking mess about us. No, ladies, if you're here, it is okay. However, we're not talking about you. You know what I mean? We're talking about you. And the reason why I'm talking about you is we're trying to make men or allow men to crack the code and understanding women. Now, a lot of things happen to us as a result of broke chick economics. And I'm going to break it down like this. Many of the things that happened to you in your relationships was based on not you personally, gentlemen, not you personally. Now, it was some things that contributed to it like some Mickey Mouse things, like you didn't text her good morning and you forgot. But many of the things that happened to you in a relationship was based on broke chick economics. As a matter of fact, let me just clear this up. One of the primary reasons a couple gets divorced is for economic reasons. Now they might say, well, I caught you cheating on me with the secretary and you weren't taking care of your responsibilities and you were staying at work too long or you didn't have a job and blah, 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 blah. But the reality is many of the things that have happened to you in your relationships, your breakups, your family arrangements had to do with broke chick economics. Yes, indeed. Broke chick economics. Let me go ahead and hit the siren. And so today we're going to give you a lesson. Broke chick economics 101. How to break down and understand how women look at finances and relationships and the she economy. That's what we're going to do today. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to break it down. And I know, gentlemen, you're going to be like, well, there's some broke ninjas out here, too, for sure. And that's you. There are some broke men out here. But many times broke men, many times don't affect that many people collaterally. Right. There's not a there's not a significant effect on a whole bunch of people based on broke chick economics. I mean, broke ninja economics, broke ninja economics. You basically affect one straggle daggle and then you might affect a couple of kids and maybe something like that. And the reality is, yes, there are men out here broke, but many times when you're broke, you're left out. You don't have any recourse. There's nobody you can turn to. You can't go down the chain of command of rescue caping programs. You know what I mean? That women turn to. And we're going to go over. We're going to go over those programs that they run to. You don't have access to any of these programs. So when you are broke ninja, you just out of luck. You better be a pookie out here and be laying significant pipe. If you're not, you're just off to the side. So we will acknowledge the broke ninja economics out here. All right. Most of y'all got to go do a side hub hustle, flip your tax return. You know what I mean? Go shoot dice and in Houston at 2 a.m. Okay. You got to do stuff like that. You know what I mean? You got to flip some shoes and 
You got to do the hustle. Maybe put a little coca in your pocket. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have broke ninja economics. But most men who are broke, most of the time ain't walking around here talking about I'm every woman. It's all in me. I'm every ninja. It's all in me. You're not talking about how you strong and independent. When you broke, your whole mindset broke. You like, damn. I can't do nothing out here. You off to yourself. Chicks don't come to see you unless you a pookie. You off to the side. You can't do nothing. But women, when they're participating in Broke Chicks Economics 101, they be out here parading themselves around. Eyelashes. They be out here with full hair. What do they call them? Uh, they be selling. Uh, I always forget the word, but it's a funny word to me when I hear women talk about it. Um, when they talk about they get bundles. Oh, you know, I got a couple of bundles. I went down to the Asian store and bought me some bundles. And I went down to Koreatown and bought me some bundles. And I put some bundles in my hair. I'm like, what is a bundle? What is a bundle? I don't even know. What's a bundle? It's, it's one of those words. It's like a straggle word. It's automatically when you hear it. The only people talk about bundles of hair are straggles. I mean, you don't see nobody talking about bundles of hair. <laughs> right? What is a bundle? What, what in the hell is that? I mean, that's like, what is that? A bundle of rocks? Coca what are we talking about? The coca? Bundles. They be out here living their best life. They be on the gram. Woohoo! They be at the shore. They be at the store buying them clothes, and they be broke as a joke out here. That's what we're going to talk about today, and we're going to break it down. That's going to be the main event topic at the end of the day show. And let me give y'all a little bit of information here, just so you can see what we're going to talk about. This isn't going to be a diss. If you have female family members in your life, Oh, boy, buckle your seatbelt. You better tighten your belt before you ask for help, like Jay-Z said. If you have female family members in your life, if you have female family members in your life, you're going to be affected by broke chick economics. I'm just letting you know right now. There's no If you got females in your life and you're supporting them, like you got a wife, a girlfriend, a living cohabitor, a mama, you got a single mammy, a daughter, a wife, an ex-wife, ninja, you locked in to broke chick economics. The reason why I know broke chick economics, I got family members, female family members, bro. <laughs> you got, yeah, sisters, you got sisters, sisters, broke chick economics, nigga. You <laughs> oh, you stuck, you stuck. There's no digging out of this. You're going to be beholden to the unspoken truth of the broke chick economics program. Anyway, sometimes I slip. <laughs> broke chick economics 101. And um, I got to stop going so raw when I'm on locals because it carries over into my mainstream show. All right, let's get into it. Dollar sign. The notorious CGA on the Cash App, new Cash App. If you donate to the old one, they they hijack my account. I can't do nothing. They saying there's zero dollars in there, and there's way more than that. Can't transfer money. Can't send refunds. Can't. I I'm, I'm locked out, and they refuse to call me. I've been locked out for three weeks, three four weeks, and they acting like they can't figure the shit out. All right, so that's what it is. If you donate over there, it'll just be holding over there. All right, uh, uh must be under investigation. <laughs> so they got me. Uh, we got um, 
uh, we got Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV in the building, Coach Greg Adams TV, and locals, CoachGregAdams.locals.com. Somebody says, my tweets have been going viral. We've been going litty on Twitter. Go get over there. Also, PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams, and that is pinned to the top of the live chat on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel, and you can also Super Chat on the Notorious CGA channel. And I'm going to hit some early Super Chats before we get too far, but you see the topics down below. Albert Wesker says, if it wasn't for welfare, most XXs would be homeless. And we're going to show you, um, we got videos. What I'm going to show you is proof. I'm not just going to talk about it. We're going to show you proof. It is, in fact, true that women in the United States would be shit out of luck with a lot of the mindset that they have if they did not have social programmings now you got to phrase it as social programs because welfare is a lot of women are on welfare but they won't even admit their own welfare all right so they're like i don't use welfare see welfare to them is walking around with that monopoly money remember back in the day the food stamps that's welfare okay but when they get discounts and they're like girl you know you can go down to the social services office and you can get 50% off of your kid's lunch. You can get a free bus pass for the year, girl. Girl, if you know you can go down there and you can get your kids to get free daycare, that's that's technically welfare. But for them, that's free money. <laughs> that's to them, that ain't welfare. I don't use welfare. That is called welfare. By all definitions, that is welfare program. All right, you're on a welfare program. That's what you are on. Yep, they get the free child care. Girl, you can go down to these five free child care spots and you can get discount. You can get somebody to subsidize the child care expense. You can get the bus pass to the public school indoctrination, uh, Martin Luther King. You can get the free bus pass for the year. That's welfare, but they don't look at it as welfare. Well, that's not welfare. So you got to understand that when we talk about it, most women are on social programs, social services. And with that being said, if there wasn't social services, we'd be the Philippines out here. It would be rel it'd be relatively soon. Women would have to act right. You wouldn't have to fly all the way over there for your traditional woman. They'd have to act right real quick. All right. So that's just what it is. MC Hamster says, coach holding a masculine frame for four hours yesterday. Appreciate you, man. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Free health care. They'd be like, you got to sign, sign up for this and you can get free hair care through the system. Health care, hair care too. You can get free health care and then you can go use these HMO programs and then when they go get the free health care and then they go to the hospitals or the doctor to have HMOs and it takes them eight hours to go to one appointment. They mad. Why it take eight hours to come down here and take five kids to get a checkup? Mm. You want free social program, socialized uh, communist Socialist medicine programs called free health care, HMO. That's what that's what you're on. That's what you get. You get what you pay for. All right. You get what you pay for. Yeah. You got to go to the deepest darks of the bottoms to go to your doctor's appointment. And that's what socialism looks like when you get the free services. That's called socialism. That's what the shit looks like. <laughs> but people don't put two and two together. These Smurfs out here are not logical. Where are we at? Terrell McAdams says, on my 10-hour break, ready to sniggle in the back of the class. Uh-oh, my man, man, don't get in trouble. 
Don't get in trouble, man. Back in the classroom, Stony Montana, most XXs have no concept of math, statistics, or economics. Then they got to come to me and Uncle Earl because they broke out here indeed. I got money. Well, that's one of the levels that they go to as they, as they stumble down the broke chick economics. We're going to go through that part because all women have thought of or have used a man for money. Now, whether they what, whether, what, what did they do for him, we don't know yet. We cannot tell, but we got some women that can tell the story. Blue Baggins, hey, shout out to my brother. Nothing personal. He said something for the Jasmine Rice fund. These 304s, hungry, hungry hippos out here. They be out here hungry. ACDC, coach, what about the other side where you're a ninja in a long-term relationship with a Kaylee and she expects princess treatment because that's how her daddy raised her. That is, God, that's another one for you black brothers. You want to date white girls and you want to date, you know, the the suburban white girls where they daddy took care of everything and their daddy told them no. Y'all not ready for this. <laughs> Hold on for a second. Y'all not ready for this life. Y'all ready for this? That's why black men tend to date low on the rung women of other races. Because if you were dating high on the rung, y'all ninjas wouldn't be able to breathe financially. <laughs> you wouldn't even be able to breathe. All right. They'd be putting their daddy through the ringer. Okay. And so if you coming in, a chick of mine better not keep a dime. That ain't going to work. You're dating a, you're dating a low on the end, white or Latina chick. If, if they just let you slumber in your apartment the rest of your life. Because they not doing that. <laughs> they they not going for that shit. You're not taking a princess from a gated community, five-bedroom house, 3,000 square feet, to slumber in your 1,200-square-foot apartment in Trenton. It ain't working. It ain't going to go like that. Her daddy ain't even going to let that happen. Oh, uh, yeah, we're going to put it into this shit. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, they, they think money grow on trees, man. You can't you can't manage them. They're, they're high-maintenance. You can't manage them. They, they pouted like this because they didn't get the, the right Jeep with the right big wheels, the right color Jeep when they were 16. They were like, mm, my daddy didn't give me the right color Jeep with the big wheels mm. when they were 16. When they were 16, Ninja, you coming into their life at 24. Bruh, game over for you. Look, hey, game over. You ain't doing that. Game over. <laughs> Your pip hand ain't that strong. You better go get you. Uh, uh, a trailer park trash girl on the side of the, uh, you know, uh, a methany. Go get you a methany. Crystal, go get you crystal and methany. Crystal methany. Go get you a Wendy and Lisa. Yeah, them chicks got horses. Oh, uh, yeah, you want to come see my horse? You know how much it costs to maintain a horse, Ninja? Like, y'all ain't dating no real white girls. <laughs> y'all ain't dating no real white girls. Y'all be like, I got me a snow bunny. Any chick that says she's a snow bunny automatically is not a real white girl. That would be something else. That would be a snow bunny that has been used as toilet tissue, aka mud shark. All right, that's not that's not an authentic white girl. <laughs> anyway, we just got to clear shit up. I'm just here to hey, listen. I'm here to speak the truth, whether it hurts or not, whether you admit it or not. We're here for truth. We're not here to play games. We're not here to play games with y'all. I don't care if you're a man or a woman. We're not here to play games. You want to date Kaylee's, you're going to have to open up your wallet. Period. And she's going to take your finances and turn them upside down in a matter of six months. Bleed you dry. <laughs> you try to keep up. 
Not me, man. All right, shout out to E. And plus, if she's thick, that ain't a real anyway. Mm. If she's thick, by definition, and she has snow bunny in her Instagram caption, that's going to be a mud shark. That is not a suburban white girl. That's not a white girl with daddy issues. That's not a girl that went to a private school. That's not a girl who graduated with honors. <laughs> this woman is on the low rung of the scale. This woman is falling down and 70 to 80 to 90% of the men in her neighborhood do not acknowledge her or claim her. <laughs> but you pride in her. Look at her. You're like, look at my porcelain princess. Look at her. Look at her. I got me one. I got me a prize. No money. <laughs> Tell me I'm lying. Shout out to E says, as of now, the USD, the dollar, still holds the most SDR weight, according to the IMF. So while the value is slipping, all is not lost. Macaroni Tony out. Yeah, we got time. We definitely got time out here. All right, we do have some cash apps to acknowledge. All right, let me get to these brothers here. As we as we hit you over the head with the truth, we got to be truthful out here. We can't be lying to us. You know, we don't lie. First rule of the coach gang is we don't lie to kick it. All right, we might embellish a little bit. We might take it a little to the extreme. We might talk a little doom and gloom. All right, I didn't hit the wrong button on the damn Venmo. We might, we might do things for humor, but what we don't do is we don't lie to kick it. All right, where are we at here? We got, um, who is this? We got Moose Hefner in the building. We got two people. Moose Hefner says, just finished my refresher of the Free Agent Lifestyle audiobook. When you said that, quote, dealing with women shouldn't be a naval, a Navy SEAL exercise, I felt that in my soul, indeed. We jump through a lot of hoops and hurdles to deal with women. It shouldn't be a Navy SEAL exercise. It should be rather easy. It should be an easy. Um, I got timed out. What's going on here? Cash app don't got no love for her, brother. All right. I'm trying to figure out how to. Okay. I finally got in. But yeah, it shouldn't be a Navy SEAL exercise. And you shouldn't believe in these ideas that you got to be chased. Got to be on the prowl. Got to be running after them. You got to do all of these things. It shouldn't be that difficult as a young man. You don't understand this. As a man of age, you realize it is what it is. My man Craig is in the building, says when China attacks the electric grid, it's a rapsky. Do you guys know how old the electric grid is? Okay, people are really surprised at how progressed we have technology-wise. The electrical grid is not that old. Y'all need to just take, need to take um, electricity for granted. <laughs> I am says back um, back from, I believe, uh, CD Mexico with your sugar baby traveling solo. I'm not sure what these definitions are, right? but anyway, he's, I think you mean you're back from somewhere in Mexico with a sugar baby. And he says travel solo only. I believe that's what you said. All right. But shout out to you. And Shan says free Trump, the original top G. Has he been arrested yet? Has he been put in and processed and, and, and all of that? Maybe during the stream. And our man Miller says, paying the tithes and offering collection plate for the OG. Thank you, brother. All right. Thank you, man. All right. That means it's time to get on to the show. I think I have one more PayPal. So bear with me. 
bear with them. Bear with me. We do have uh let me see here, a payment from all right, let me see what this is. It says, uh, shout out to the wife me up girl. She's back. All right, shout out to her. Yep, they, that's from Mr. Richardson. Shout out to you, Mr. Richardson. The wife me up girl is back. With that being said, let's get into it. Let's get into it. The first one we're gonna highlight is a brother who went out of his way to go see Megan the Stallion. All right, and I'm not sure why he did that, but the first thing that comes to my head is yeah, that brother starving. All right, a Houston barber accused of posing as an officer, which is probably not what you want to do, a canine officer at that. And then he's posing as a canine officer with no dog. Yeah, that brother's starving. All to see Megan the Stallion at the Final Four Fest. And he posted a $200,000 bond. Go ahead and give him an L. What we don't do out here is do stuff like this. We don't acknowledge men like this. This man has got his ghetto pass revoked. But he can't control his libido. And one of the main rules is to be able to control your libido, to have some discipline with your salami, to be out here not operating on the edge just for a couple of pieces and sniffs a piece leave. All right. We have to be beyond this. And his name is Trayvon. Lil Darius. Lil Darius. Damn, Trayvon. Trayvon. I can't even figure that out. Is it Trayvon or Trayvon? <laughs> I mean, it kind of told you where his life was going to go. His name is Trayvon. You know what I mean, ladies? <laughs> you know what happened. You were a teenage. You had some teenage love. You got pregnant as a teenager. Your kid came out. You wanted to put him in Jordans and the fresh outfit and the hat to the back. And you was like, you're going to look just like your irresponsible baby daddy and the thugs that I really like. What am I going to name him? You had nine months to think. Not nine months. You had 10 months you had 10 months to think of a name as to not make this gentleman a menace to society. Mm. You were like, how can I better position this man to take care of himself, <laughs> to be a responsible citizen, to make good decisions? What could I do? What could I possibly do to make this man's life better? And you had nine months to think. Do, 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 do. And you came out with Trayvon, Little Duris. Little Darius, last name Stevenson. Give yourself an L. Who mama named this guy? I mean, you know, sometimes slavery is a choice. I mean, you start with the name. You've already put him in a position. Like, how many Trayvons do you know that actually did something in life? There's a dude named Trayvon right now listening to my show. Piss the hell off. How many Trayvons made a difference in the world? <laughs> I mean... Come on, ladies, we got to do better. But listen, you were 16 years old. You popped them out. You were like, I'll name them Trayvon. Mm. Trayvon Diggs. See, the only way out of it is if he becomes an NFL, uh, NFL player. That's the only way out of it. Like, we can't, Kamala, we can't be like, well, if he hits the lottery, it works. He hit the football lottery. The only way it works is if he comes becomes an NFL cornerback. <laughs> That's the only way Trayvon becomes something. But uh, anyway, <laughs> let's talk about this stalking ass Trayvon here. Or if he gets shot, I suppose too. Yeah, I know. Listen, it is what it is. You might as well name him the coldest. Yes, you might, the coldest. The coldest Trayvon is Smith. Here we go. Here we go. 
What is this dude doing? A man accused of pretending to be a police officer to sneak into the Final Four Fan Fest concert where Megan Thee Stallion headline faces a judge on Monday. 28-year-old Trayvon was held in the Harris County Jail over the weekend after being charged with impersonating a public servant. He probably didn't realize how big of a deal this was. Court documents read that Stevenson allegedly wore a canine police canine vest and claimed to be working security as a police officer with the intentions of seeing Megan the Stallion sold out performance at Discovery Green. Attorney said Stevenson is allegedly an actual barber in Houston and has no qualifications as any type of officer. Although he was wearing a police canine vest, he reportedly did not have a dog with him, according to attorneys. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, on Monday, the judge granted Stevenson, who has no previous record, a $20,000 bond. All right. So shout out to him. I mean, it's only, guys, many times your only crime in your life. The only crimes you'll commit it will be in relationship to women. And this isn't a roast on women. It's, be, it's a roast on our own discipline. Right. What we will do for a little bit of to sniff a little bit. OK, I think, um, you know, you got to look at your barber is not too intelligent. If he's going to have a dog canine office, he might have brought a German shepherd with him. At least. <laughs> Man, all to see Megan Thee Stallion. Yeah, that brother's starving. Now, call me weird. I don't see the uproar about Megan Thee Stallion. I've only seen her look nice twice and maybe once. All right. Twice is pushing it. You know, I'm not into the little um, I'm not into the uh, woman who 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 just bends over and shakes her orangutan tail um, in sexual heat. That doesn't that doesn't do anything for me. It's actually a trashy move, in my opinion. Right. It's actually trashy. And they'd be like, oh, she she, she could pop her booty. And I'm like, I, is that all? I, is that all to life? <laughs> like, is that it? That would be similar to like if a woman came to me and she had big boobs and she jiggled her titties in my face. I would be like, and now what? <laughs> look at this look look all the fat that's deposited in the general area of your sexual attractiveness this is impressive look at me i mean i don't get it i have nobody said people it has nothing uh, the only time i've seen her look somewhat nice is when she pitched at the houston Astros game but other than that i'm not very i'm not impressed with megan the stallion at all and this this is just coming from me. I know people probably disagree. And they're like, you like flybacks. It's not why, but she's not impressive. She's she's other everything other than impressive. I'm not impressed by her. Plus her face, her face. Listen, I'm like, look, if we're going to rave about somebody, they face got to be on point. This is my rule. If we're raving about somebody, their face got to be flawless. Like you got to have a your face has got to be boom. Like, even a Marilyn Monroe was kind of known for, like, her sexuality, her titties. At least her face was decent, <laughs> right? Your face got to be on point. I cannot, like, now, if I'm in the bedroom, your face could be whatever, all right? I could turn off the lights. But if we're going to rave over somebody, face got to be good. And her face is less than mid. And people are commenting on what she possibly is, a robot in disguise. But that's neither here nor there. I'm not putting that out there. Her face is terrible. I can't even look at her face. <laughs> look at that, like, goodness. Well, look at her butt. Who cares about that? Mm. Who cares? All right, that, I, I don't care about that. Anyway, let's go on to this one. Why is this significant? A French government minister 
I'm assuming is like a representative or something like that, jumps on Playboy magazine, who I didn't really know was relevant, but she's now on the cover posing on Playboy magazine. Now, what's the significance of this? Obviously, we want women to be in politics. We want women to actually be brave out here, represent who they need to represent. But she gets slammed because she does a photo shoot for Playboy. I don't think she's putting her body out there. But why in the middle of a breakdown? You have breakdown, you have riots, Francis burning, and this woman in her self-preservation mode, in her ill-timed decision, decides, you know what? It'll be a good time to have myself featured on the cover of what people used to consider a dirty rag. All right, listen. These people do not have these people do not have the best of decision-making capacity because they live in a parallel universe. Everything they happens to they happen to virtually ignore. And this is a politician, by the way. A, a very, very, I mean, come on, she's she's not. Why are you putting her on the cover? Mm. Out of all the people, first of all, is that a? I can't even tell. It might be a robot in disguise. But the wherewithal, all right, the timing. Where you're looking at it, you're going, why would you do this now? This is very significant, and especially in a time where we're saying women can be respected in authoritative positions. But this one, 40-year-old minister, does a Playboy magazine photo cover shoot and a 12-page inter interview on women's and LGBT rights. All right, but how do you get attention, titties and ass? So the significance is, even when it's about empowerment, even when you assume the heights of political authority and corporate authority, it's all about the ass and the titties at the end of the day. Sad, mm. sad, sad. Even Deborah Lee, what was that woman's name? Debbie Lee, Deborah Lee. She out here moved to the heights, slept her way to the top of BET, slept her way to the top of Viacom. She did all of this stuff in the media. I never heard of her prior to the day. She came out and said, well, I had an affair with uh, Bob Johnson. Pause. And she's making that the story of her entire career. With all of these accomplishments, it still ain't enough. It boils down to what's betwixt those legs. That makes the story. Nothing else matters. Sad reality. And uh, imagine if AOC did something like this. This would be probably the equivalent of AOC doing something like this. In the turmoil of our country, what we have going on, AOC appears on this magazine to talk about empowerment and rights but she's on Playboy magazine. The, the ignorance of the entire thing is crazy. All right. So uh, anyway, let's go on to the next one. Uh, men supporting multiple women. Interesting story. We're going to share two stories of uh, two men, two gentlemen, <laughs> and we're going to have to fair use this. Oh, I'm, I got the wrong thing up. Oh, oh, oh shit. I just, man, I really messed up, but let's go to it. Two stories. Um, I thought this was Memphis. But I'm wrong. I don't think this is Memphis. I think this is Miami. Let's take a look at what we have here. Let's just look at the optics really quick here. Allegedly, this is a rapper. I'm assuming is a rapper. I just messed up the point where I was supposed to uh, play the clip. So I'm going to have to refine, refine it. But he goes by the name of Chaotic. One of the things that I warned you about, even in the book, The, El the Evolution, is that these times would come. What did I say? Even in the Bible, 
Even in the Bible, Isaiah 4 and 1, these times will come. You will see women make exceptions, especially the lower economic women first, and then it will go up the rung. And uh, black community women will do this, and they would have no problems with this, even showing their face. He's not even showing his full face. They're showing their full face in cooperation, apparently, with this man. And he's putting on a whole minstrel show about it. He's putting on a whole show about it. And uh, some of the things that he's going to talk about are downright crazy. He's talking about these girls are going to eat his, uh, well, as we say, toss his salad. And all of them are going to toss his salad on command. And many of these girls, unlike the rapper that was Young Dolph's cousin in Memphis, I would say two of these girls look pretty nice. You know, they they look decent. But at the end of the day, when they're young, they do dumb things, and then they come to you, and they want you to marry them, right? And that's you. I would say this this sister right here is a pretty decent-looking little woman right here, and this one in the back. The three over here look very mid, all right? So I, I can't say they look exceptional, but these two stand out, in my opinion, all right? Even with the weave, their weaves are done. But let's go ahead and take a look at the quality of man that they're choosing, or are they choosing a man for protection? Sorry, I lost my spot, but we're just going to play a little bit at random. Here we go. Use and abuse you. And that's why these, that's why they, that's why they, that's why they, they here. This, this is what started the princess treatment movement. I'm giving princess treatment to the women that deserve it. Everybody don't deserve princess treatment. You understand what I'm saying? Princess treatment is not a financial thing. It's not just about money. It's being able to stimulate a woman mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and financially. If you're not touching that top five, then you're not giving princess treatment. Oh, man. I mean, listen. Oh, it. it. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Man. Oh, the humanity. Oh, man. Listen. And these are two, I would say maybe, you know. Four out of five of these women would do, or most of us, for most of us, four out of these five women would do. I mean, come on, like th two of them for sure. Two of them would be a decent, you know, you'd have a decent time. This one is a possible, maybe, and then no, but what are we doing out here, y'all? Because you can have a nigga breaking bread with a female giving her money, but hurting her every single day with the way he moved and the way he talked to her and, and, and the way he is. Well, he probably ain't fucking her right. Well, he don't talk to her right. He don't motivate her, but he just give her money. That ain't princess treatment. Or you might have a nigga that just talk, say all the right stuff to the woman, but never do nothing for her. Never bring her a flower. Never buy her a gift. Never spend not one day. Ain't never paid a phone bill. Ain't never did nothing. That ain't princess treatment. All right. So here, I'm, I'm going to tell you, a lot of game guys are like, he running game. He's spitting that fire out there. And I'm going to tell you, he probably sounds more like, I wouldn't have I don't have a problem with what he's doing and what the other women are doing, if that's what they all agree to. Right. Uh, but there are guys like this out here and there were guys that we call him a simp or uh, have to save them. Or I mean, listen, all of these names apply um, at the end of it. He's trying to play Romeo, but also be a uh, polygynous polygynous. And I don't I don't see a problem with either one of them. But this is kind of where society is going. And I said this. Our society is going to. Uh, multiple women sharing one man. All right. Um, you know, he's trying to use the princess treatment to make himself look probably a little more, a little less disingenuous, right? As to his intentions, he probably is pimping them or I, I can't really tell. I really don't know. I really don't know. But he's trying to look less disingenuous about it. And he's using the princess treatment and having them holding flowers. Now he might be, again, 
a lot of pimps don't use their backhand. A lot of the pimps, a lot of pimps that you think um um are backhanding their chick actually have relationships with these girls and give them and treat them. They don't let them keep the money, but treat them with princess. They travel with them and put them up in hotels and the girls just got to sell booty. So th there's a mix of stuff here. However, the point made on this one, men supporting multiple women, is this winning or losing? Do you think, do you think that he's losing by doing this? Do you think he's winning? Do you like, what is your opinion of this? I, my opinion is this is par for the course in our current economy. These straggles have no other option. This is, this is broke chick economics 101. They have no other means to support themselves. They ran out of everything. They ran out of everything. There's nothing. There's nothing these women got left. They don't have any daddy left. They already pissed their daddy off. No daddies left. No government daddy. Government daddy can't do it. Government daddy can't buy bundles. <laughs> do you think this is drama? Yeah, drama. This is a lot. This is definitely a lot of drama. All right, I got something ringing in my ear here. Let's go ahead and play it. Or you might have niggas just emotionless. He ain't talking to her right. Damn, baby, you look good today. Damn, baby, I love your hair. Damn, baby, I love your eyelashes. Damn, baby, I love. He ain't making up. You understand what I'm saying? So it's like, if you ain't hitting them with the all five, if you ain't hitting them with that top five mentally, spiritually, physically, financially, emotionally, then you bullshit. Yeah, that's not princess treatment. All right. So as you can see, um, if he can spin this web and these women are desperate and destitute financially, it would be relatively easy to captivate this type of person. She was on her last leg anyway. She had no other options anyway. So this was her last. And to be said here, he probably is financing all of this hair bundles here and eyelashes. As you can see, uh, they definitely don't give him eye contact. You see this woman sitting next to him. This is definitely like a pimp worker, street worker relationship. She's not even looking at him in the eye or even looking towards him at all. None of them are. None of them are making eye contact with him. If you know pimp culture, that is indicative of a relationship with a woman that is definitely squat uh, and inferior when she can't even look at him. Okay, you see this? And that's what I'm giving. Princess treatment to the women of the world that deserve it. That's why you see these beautiful ladies back here. All these oh, women that you see behind me and with me and all these women that you see me on social media giving princess treatment to, these are women that appreciate. There it is. That's the first. Good mean. These are women that. Yeah, she's scared. She's This one This was actually scared of that pimp hand flying over here. Let me show you this real quick. And I'm not trying to cape. This is her own decision. She's actually scared of that hand flying over here. Watch her blink when. When she looks at him, she blinking. She can't even look at him long enough. And then by the time he turns towards her, that hand start flying. She start blinking them eyes. Watch this. Women that you see me on social media giving princess treatment to, these are women that Watch. appreciate. Watch. Good mean. Here it comes. These are women that yeah, she like, uh, cares uh, uh, too good. I'm not looking at you. Yeah. Pimp hand strong. <laughs> I've seen this live and in person. This is why I laugh at internet pimps. I'll be like. <laughs> all right had a i had a i had a legit you can look it up in the records i won't give you names and everything because i'm not about but i had a legitimate guy who worked in that industry and he was a legitimate street pimp and i seen it live and in color so when i hear internet pimps i'll be like yeah, what the fuck are you talking about all right
I know the difference between a internet pimp and a real legitimate PIMP. Uh, with that being said, here is another indicator of this. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my goodness. Hold on for Let's look at this gentleman here. Um, he is also doing the same thing, but I believe it's Gordita style. All right. Let's just go to say it here is it's Gordita style. All right. Let's take a look. Fair use. However, it wasn't just Luana who caught his eye. All right, so there you have it right there. Some of these girls need an ID check, but it is what it is. Uh, we'll have to figure out what country this is. And um, it, are they on their Andrew Tate? This dude is on his Andrew Tate. So he's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight cam girls. <laughs> All right. Or, I mean, no, they're supposedly in a relationship. Let's go ahead and show you here. Uh, let's let it play. There you go. All right. And so Isaiah, my goodness, Isaiah four and one is a thing. And so they're framing this as love. They're in a relationship. We know they run their camera girls. We know these girls got OnlyFans account. He's the manager. We know the pimp hand is strong here. We know what this is. Um, and they're claiming that this isn't a reference of love. But what we have to understand about broke chick economics, that this is real life. A lot of women are doing this, whether they do this early in their life, later, they have to figure this out. But there is always going to be a position for a man who is in the dominant or a man is in the economic position to support or provide whatever it is. Women are going to choose him. Now, this is where the conversation gets a little murky because there's going to be some women that say, I wouldn't do this. Well, does that matter? It doesn't matter. The reason why you won't do this, because when we get to broke chick economics, you're still not down that rung of desperation or you don't have the tools. I refuse to share. My, well, you're going to be broke. You're going to be on daddy government. You're going to be on zaddy time. But these women have figured it out, and they say, this is the best-case scenario for me. Is this a win or a loss? Do we look at this as a negative, like we looked at the previous gentleman as a negative? We're leaving it up to the coach gang. We're not going to make a poll. But um, this, these girls are also living the cheerleader effect. They all, you know, when they're all combined, all of them combined in this photo, they all look attractive. But I will challenge you, gentlemen, if you look at them closely individually, you might have a difference of, of opinion uh, of them, but let's go ahead and play a little bit more fair use. After showing the world their unique relationship style, they became the target of a lot of negative comments online. All right, and so there's a example of the cheerleader effect uh, right there and there. All right, all I see is... <laughs> all right, you know what I mean? Gordita. We didn't even do our Tuesday Gordita, but we'll get to it. Uh, but, you know, plain average woman. But listen, under the under the uh, conditions, he just still has eight women. Most of y'all have none. And this is where we're going. A lot of this is happening uh, off paper and you don't know about it. All right, let me see. There was one more point that I want to make on this one right here. Uh, this There's a picture right there. There you go right there. Um, there, look, you know, this in European nations and even South America, they don't have big estates to host this type of thing. So I'm wondering what the living arrangements are. People live basically on top of each other in small apartments. We, we don't have, they don't have, most people don't have access to suburban or country living. 
So these people are living in an apartment, clearly, or a small, small house. I'm wondering what the living arrangements are, but it's such an... For the first time. Here we go. But what will she make of them all? All right. Oh, so oh it's Brazil. All right, it's Brazil. So shout out to Brazil here for the... <laughs> Mama's going to come over. Dear Mama is going to come over and see his son with the pimp hamstrung. <laughs> all right. Uh, interesting, man. Interesting. Some of these, yeah, it's an interesting lifestyle. But we, a lot of times when we talk about things like this, oh, that's a red pill talking point. These hoes, is, these hoes ain't losing, they're winning. Uh, women aren't in the streets, they're still surviving. Uh, women have welfare, so they'll never lose. Uh, this idea of coach saying that women are going to go to poly, that's not happening. We don't see evidence of this. And then I'm, I'll constantly point out, well, here's an example here, here's an example here. And you might be saying, well, that's an exception to the rule. And I say, that's fair. That's fair. However, I showed you that it's possible. I showed you that, listen, it took eight different women to go to that one man. That's eight separate decisions that were made, including his. It's nine separate decisions where a group of women went to one guy. That's a big decision to make. That is a big impact on the marketplace. That is a big, that's big because the economy is supporting that. This economy is allowing that same thing with the guy with the four woman. I mean, the five other, I think there was, there were five in, in Miami. That's five separate women that made that choice. That is the impact. That's saying we're going to poly and or polygynous society. All right. And then we also have showed you the inverse where two men have decided to be with one woman. This is going to be the dating impact. All right. So let's get into. Let me check Super Chats, huh, before I get too far behind. Yeah. All right. Ogre King says, I'm still out and about in El Paso. And all I see in here is the mariachi song and the gordita saying more than the five fingers. Shout out to the coach gang. See you on the next Money Mindset. Shout out to you. And we got to go see our gordita. All right. We got to see our girl. All right. She does look like an El Paso special. Uh, let's see here. Let's get her lined up for y'all brothers here because we normally do this on a Tuesday. We celebrate our we celebrate our wonderful contributions that they make to our society. Let's let, let her rip. What's the question? What's your body count? What? What's your body count? Body count? 260. I'm not going to lie. No, not your, your body count. What do you mean? How many... Oh no, she's way more lightweight than I am. Ma'am, how many bodies have you had sex with? Oh no, I can't count that. <laughs> no, I cannot. Let's just say it's more than the ten fingers, okay? Indeed. Hello, come to me. It's Tuesday, baby. Come to me. I'm not gonna lie. All right, wear your glasses too. It's Tuesday. All right, it is Tuesday, slow Tuesday style, man. And have you one on me out here? Crack one open for me. <laughs> All right, what are we doing here? We got a uh, Rick too slick. I can't get a girlfriend yet. These dudes, <laughs> these dudes have six to eight women. He says, Wow, he's mad. Yeah, this is where we're going in our society, man. This is where we're going. Um, you know, people say the 80-20 rule. That the, guys, women are going to go where the support goes. This is Broke Chick Economics 101. Never believe a woman that say, I'll just stay single. <laughs> There's ladies, I'll just stay single. 
A woman is never single. These are the things we want you to tell you. And I can, I can break this down. I can break this down for you. Women are never single. They are going to belong to somebody, meaning that they're going to belong to somebody either economically or like the brother was saying, like that black, what the rapper was saying, uh, economically, physically, spiritually, they're going to belong to somebody. They're never out by themselves. So if a woman says, I'll just stay single, what that means, what you should hear is she's willing to share somebody. She's sharing somebody. Meaning like that, like she'll have sex with a guy or she'll have a guy support her, but she knows the guy's married. We're going to get to this. People don't believe me. People don't believe me. I got a group of women that are going to back up everything that I'm talking about. Wait, just wait till I get there. Not me, coach. Y'all don't even know, man. And the, the purpose of this is not to make women look bad. The purpose of this is to understand how they have an effect on you. Sometimes they'll make a decision about you that is purely economic, but it's personal to you. And you take it personally. Like she breaks up with you when you can't really take her out and showcase her and travel. And then there's another guy that can. Or she says, ah, he, I'm going to break up with him. Why? Ah, he ain't doing the things he used to do. He doesn't buy this. He doesn't take me here. He doesn't do. We just sit on the couch. He just plays Call of Duty. That is an economic decision. Now it's going to affect you personally. Let's say she's a social butterfly and she's like, well, you know, when we went to, when we flew here, we went coach and not first class. I'm used to being treated first class. He met, when I went to the club, he had to wait in line. When I'm used to getting invited in the club for free and getting free drinks, he had me standing off to the side. I'm used to being a VIP. This is what you do when you chase attractive women. Attractive women do not do what broke ninjas do. Now, they might do a broke ninja, but they don't operate in life like broke ninjas. I had to learn that when I was going up the scale of Orange County women. This woman was running me through the She was like, wait in line, fly coach. Hell, dude, the, the life that she lived, the life that the, her expectations of the world, and she was a private school, daddy paid for everything, daddy never told her don't, okay? The life that she wanted to live, I could not afford. I couldn't afford it, and I didn't have it. And when it came down to it, she was kind of like, eh. She's used to going into the suites for uh, basketball games. And, dude, I would be with her. And because people were like, she's lying. I would be with her. And I would be go out with her. And everything she said would happen. <laughs> everything she had said. She's like, I don't wait in line. Sure enough, we go to uh, we go to this club. We're supposed to meet somebody. She walks up to the um, she walks up to the velvet rope. Security let her ass in. Her and her friends. And I was trying to wait in line in the back. <laughs> I was in line like this, like a ninja like this. Yeah, we'll just wait. We'll wait. You know, she was like, I never wait in line. <laughs> I was like, what? And she was like, wait in line. She was like, no, wait a minute. Wait, wait till my friends come. I'll show you. <laughs> and I was like, mm, whatever. Her friends came and they was loud and they was walking in their high heels. They had their shit on. Clomp, 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 clomp. They walked past the line. They saw us. My girl was like, hey. And she was like, come on. And I followed her like this. <laughs> I followed her like. And I walked up to the thing. They got to the VIP. They didn't say a word. The VIP dude, the security, the big Samoan security opened the gate and they walked in. I was like. 
I was like, uh. Then we walked in, walked in. I always tell this story because it was the story of like a whoa. Walked in, we go to the VIP section in the middle of the club, biggest VIP section, middle of the club, where everybody looking up at you. They walking in, greeting, hi, hi, greeting everybody, passing around. They getting drinks. Ninjas is dapping me up. I was like, <laughs> I'm sitting here like, what type of life is this shit? But here's the thing. That's their everyday life. Every day they go out, it's like that. Me, I was like, whoa, whoa. Can't keep up with that shit. Can't keep up. So if that's our expectation, and then I say, hey, let's go out. I'm going to take you out. And then we on the side over here at the side table watching everything and ninjas bumping into us. Ninjas trying to start fight. People stepping on your shoes. You got to go to the bathroom over here with the regular folk. And I'm taking her over there. Oh, let me walk you through the crowd. <laughs> right. I was like, bro, like this is this is this is a life that you guys aren't ready for. So you want to get women, you and then you want to get attractive women. Then you want to you got to understand, man. They live a, they live in a different world than you live in. They live in a whole different world. That's why I laugh at game ninjas. They get, they talking about they go to club and run game. I'm like, <laughs> okay, if you're walking around the club to run game, bro, there's there's holes you ain't even talking to or touching. That you can't even get to. And those are the baddest chicks in the club. You can't even get to them to spit nothing. You're spitting to the floor maidens down there. You're spitting to the lackluster chicks on the, da on the dance floor. Anyway, shout out to David. Dude says, I dig them, big them, coach. Shout out to you. He said, he said, I dig them, big them. He like them cute in the face. And thick in the waist. Shout out to Rick Too Slick says, tell Frank Moolah to stop calling me Rick Too Slow. <laughs> All right. And he says, MC Hamster says, XX has had us fly first class five hours longer over direct. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. But yeah, because it's first class, uh, which is funny. First class is one of those things. It's a great thing, but it doesn't speed up your flight. It actually slows you down, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, but you do get better accommodations, you know? You get better accommodations. It's a better situation, especially an extended flight. But um, what happens is you still got you you, you got to wait for everybody to get on the plane. That's first. So you got to wait an extra 15, 20 minutes, 15 minutes. Then your bags ain't coming out any faster. All right. If you got old, big luggage, it ain't coming out any faster. You're going to be waiting down there, too. So. Unless you got carry on. But it is a better accommodation, but I guess you guys got to understand. You guys got to understand that's kind of how it works. The upper level of women, this is why, you know, these eight, nines or tens and you want to go after them. And how do I get them? I'm a run game. I, I'm just telling y'all, man, you better be in freaking Greenville, North Carolina. <laughs> Try to run game on me. But if you're not and you're in some you're in Dallas, L.A., Chicago, New York, Miami uh, uh, and so forth and so on. Guys, do not bring game shit over there. It's an economics. Where are we at here? We got my brother from another mother. Our sponsor for today, he says, thanks for the likes on locals. Um, he says, option of two F-time careers. Um, is I, I don't know which locals post you were. I think you were the uh, you were growing something, if I'm not mistaken, right? Shout out to you. Not marijuana, though. But that's the sponsorship. I'm rich. 
John says, from ancient man, spitting fire as usual. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. And again, I want to reiterate, this broke chick economics, things happen to you. Women make decisions about men, and it's an economic decision that's never personal. You might think it's personal, and you're like, she thinks this about me. You be crying off to the side, sitting here like, these, these women are evil. They got me out here. I gave her my heart. I gave her my soul. I gave her my kids. I gave her my life. And she bails on your ass like this. You know why she did it? You know why she did it? Economics. It's the boys on the economics. Shout out to Han Solo. Says somebody will buy this pimp. Somebody will buy this pimp BS. Yeah, you guys got to know, man. Uh, pimping is not for the faint at heart. If you think you're going to get five straggle daggles like them to cooperate, be on your program, not look at you in the eye when you talk, listen to you, uh, let you record them for an hour while he spits whatever the hell he's spitting out, lying left and right. Okay, if you're going to buy that as, as a lifestyle for you, and you don't think you have to do crazy things to get to that point. Uh, his whole life revolves around those five women. His whole life revolves around those five women, right? He does nothing else other than those women. It ain't easy. Yeah, pimping ain't easy. It is not easy. Do not get into that. It is not for the faint of heart, all right? If you, yeah, anyway, DJ Seymour says, blessings, coffee, fun. Thank you, brother. Let's check out what's happening on Venmo. If there's anything happening over there. Oh, boy, they after me over there, too. Yep. <laughs> what is going on here? Okay, hold on for a second. I'm pressing something. Yeah, it won't let me it won't let me see what's going on over there. So let me do this. I'm gonna refresh. Oh, they want me to sign in again. Okay. Man, it's terrible. We're almost there. We're almost there. Because the broke chick economics piece is gonna take a considerable amount of time. All right, so I want to make sure I'm patient with it. Let's see here. Yeah, they monkey branch for economic and social status. Social status is a big one, guys. We guys got to understand this, man. Because um, women talk to each other. Men, we don't talk to each other, right? That's my man, Rick Too Slick. If you have problems in your relationship, if you have problems with your job, your money, whatever you, we don't talk about it. We don't share it. You know, many of us, you might think we're rich or wealthy, but we don't share our details and our struggles. So what tends to happen is women, on the other hand, do. And who do they share them with? other women. I tell you the story about the junior college. The junior college chick reached out to me and she's in her forties. She's anti junior college. She could be a professor and she's hitting me with this and that and why I joined and why she did and why I should consider her. And I'm like, ma'am, this is ridiculous. Now she said, well, I talked to my 19 year old neighbor, my 19 year old friend, this woman's in her forties. And she says, I talked to my 19-year-old neighbor, and she said, well, uh, she says all of these men are paying for her flights, vacations, bikinis, uh, hotels, and paying for X, Y, and this, and gifts, and that. And I'm like, ma'am, you're 40, and she's 19. But the point of that, the point of it all is women talk when their shit is collapsing, when they're having problems with their relationships, when they're having problems financially. They share this with other women, other women. They share it with other women. And as a result, other women tell them how they're finessing the game, how they're getting over, how they're getting by, who's paying for dinners, how they get in this vacation. They share this and they tell the other women, you better get up on this. Then she comes back to you, Mr. Pimp Handstrong. They come back to you. And then you're trying to tell them, well, I love you and you my one and only. And I want to be, you want to got to be ride or die. You got to build with me. 
you got to be submissive. You got to make me a sandwich. When she just, when she just hung out with six girls and they were drinking mimosas, two of them got sugar daddies. Two of them married a, one of them married a rich guy. One of them divorced the guy, took him half, stuck him for his paper. And one of them is broke. What do you think the conversation is going, girl? You better get with the program. <laughs> you better divorce that zero and go get with a hero. I got to do. You see what I mean? This is what this is. The, this is how they work. Now, again, at a point in my life, I used to take that personal. I used to take it personal. But now you have to understand that this is about survival. Women do things for survival. They don't do things. For morality purposes, they can frame it as that for virtue signaling, but they're trying to survive out here. So if you are not supporting the survival, you're going to be, uh, you're going to be, um, what do they call it? Collateral damage. You're going to be just part that they cut out and it's going to feel heartless. It's not going to make sense. You're going to be like, why would she do me like that? Well, it's survival. This is broke chick economics 101. It is not a personal thing. They can separate that from personal. If you think women are have a moral compass, not a moral compass. If you think they feel bad about doing this shit, they don't. If you think they feel bad about doing this to you, this is why you can't take it personal. It's part of the game. It's part of the game. If you feel bad, if you're taking this shit personal, you haven't grown as you haven't grown in your walk. In this red pill, manosphere, whatever you want to name it, free agent, you haven't grown as a man yet. You have to say, it is what it is out here and not take that shit personal. And they will continue to use and abuse you like a big old fat, chunky ass pet wallet if you have something they are attached to, like a former marriage, kids. They will treat your ass like they treat social services. They don't give a shit about taxpayer money. It never crosses their mind that, wait a minute, this is the people putting their, this is the middle class tax money that I'm abusing. They never think about that. Nope, they take their ass over there and they apply for every goddamn thing they want to and they take the money and they don't blink twice. You understand? That's how they work. This is called understanding them. This isn't belittling them. This isn't, they go to the corporate job and they do half the work. They don't do shit there. They want equal amount to pay and they don't give a shit. Just give me my money. That's how they work. Once you accept it, you can move and you can move and shake like a player shakes. You can run whatever you want to run on them. You can throw them a little bit of money and it's inconsequential to you because you really figure out, okay, this chick here, here's a couple of dollars and then watch her get on her knees and grovel for it. Oh, she'll scoop it up like a scavenger. She'll scoop it up and then she'll run to a bill collector, pay it and be hungry tomorrow. And you like, yeah, <laughs> I figured this shit out and you don't take it personal. Your ego is not wrapped up into them. Your ego's not wrapped up to them. Your ego's wrapped up to what you can get and let's transact it. And it's it. They ain't getting rich off of you. They're not. This is what I want to understand. Want guys to understand because they don't want. I don't want to take a woman out to date. She's going to finesse me. I don't want to give her a uh, pay for this. I don't want to house her and support her. She's going to finesse me. One thing I'm going to tell you, 
They ain't getting rich out here off of no men. They ain't getting rich. You think they're getting rich off of you? They ain't getting rich. They're patching that shit up to the next day. How broke chick, how broke chick economics works is they still got a whole bunch of shit that they're not covering. Even if you gave them a little bit of, they're not socking it away and retiring in 10 years. They're not doing it. So never think, oh, you supporting them. No, you're not. You're just basically giving them a Band-Aid. Put this Band-Aid here. Did it solve your problem for now? Are you bleeding? No. Okay, good. Tomorrow morning, she's going to rip that Band-Aid off and be bleeding. <laughs> you ain't supporting nothing. But you're just basically taking it out of, of the emotional part of it because that's what they use against you to get what they want. Then when they're ready to cut bait, they don't care about your emotions. They just cut your ass off, monkey branch, or position themselves for the better deal. Right? Okay? We're not going to talk about kids and all of that stuff today. All right? We got to get through this lesson today. Mr. Ant the Great, just a little something to my mentor and coach. Question, coach, do you do the blue chip mindset? Coach, you do a blue chip mindset on the importance of building and applying a philosophy to your life, personal and finance and career-wise, and how having one holds, I'm sorry, there I don't know, how, have, how having one holds these ninjas accountable for what they do or don't do, it holds you accountable because you'll be a fool if you contradict your own philosophy. Also, maybe a little deep dive in the Austrian economics and how it is undefeated understanding of how economics works despite the you know who who not wanting you to have that knowledge indeed shout out to the you know who new 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 world order all right that was a dong that was a long question brother or was there a question but yeah guys i would say for most men understanding economics and how it works maybe understanding capitalism sometimes the austrian uh principles of economics Learning, once you learn business, even business, the understanding of how a business is organized, you can apply it to the rest of the world. You can apply it to your personal relationships. Understanding that, it's going to save your life, all right? Last one, Mr. Hooper. He says, you were moving like night at the Roxbury. Yeah, yeah. You are, y'all, moving through the night at the Roxbury, walking up the cheeks. What's up? Dude, let me tell you. In a major city, you're a loser. <laughs> Guys, listen. In the nightclub scene, this is broke ninja economics. In a nightclub scene, if you think you about to do something and you walking around with drink in your hand, walking up to the women in the club, you have to understand in broke chick economics, they don't look at the dudes that are doing that as the winners in the club. You're not the winners in that club. You're somewhere on the mid to lower rung. You better be excessive, exceedingly attractive and so forth. And so you're not the winners. They already know where the winners are in the club and they're waiting for their ass. Somebody says, I haven't been in the club in 20 years. How do you know? I haven't been in the club in Baton Rouge like your broke ass. See, I don't want to hear about your Memphis and Baton Rouge nightclub shit. 
There's no clubs in there. Those are just boom, boom rooms and shit like that where they serve. They got strippers and, and they serving gumbo in the back of the damn club. That's not a club in Detroit. That's not a club. This ninja be here. <laughs> here we go. They want to tell me about the club. We talking Vegas, Los Angeles, Miami, New York, other upper crust, Chicago, Dallas, Houston. We talking about this shit, San Diego. We're not talking about your Baton Rouge nightclub and shit that look like a bar and a tavern, sticky ass floors and shit. We're not talking about that. Hole in the wall bullshit. Yeah, they serving gumbo in the back with strippers on the pole. He talking about that. Yeah, they serving catfish and catfish nuggets in the back. And he want to tell me about what the hell I've been doing. <laughs> Take your ass out of Baton Rouge and get them chicken wings out your mouth. That ain't a club. That is not a club. Stop. That should look like it's a run. It's in the sketchy part of the neighborhood. And he want to come in here. <laughs> All right. He want to come in here to try to disrupt my show. Well, listen, here's what your first lesson is. Get a damn before you want to come in here and try to tell me what I'm doing and not doing. What you need to do is get an emoji on your picture, all right? Until then, wait 20 minutes and, and log into your other profile. Baton Rouge, glove, gum, jambalaya, ass motherfucker want to come in here. Got fog machines and fish nuggets in the back. Anyone to come in here and tell me what the hell I'm doing and what I'm not doing. You don't know a damn thing, so sit your ass down. All right, anyway, getting back to the show. What about this Russian commander filming himself with two Natashkas? Filming himself with two Natashkas. Let's go to the footage here. Oh, man, I got a I got another story I got to share with you. Um, apparently, this dude was getting his thing on right here. Uh, we, we might not be able to show the full clip here, but apparently he's out here and, and fighting a war, but he had time to have two Natashkas in the back. Hello. Russian commander faces being sent to Ukraine front after bed, being in bed with two naked women. The hapless platoon leader may have to swap his blonde bombshells for incoming artillery fire as furious army bosses are reportedly threatening to send him off to war in the Ukraine. This is not him, but says it right here, a Russian IRA. We got it right. He's going to, it looks like, Mr. Putin is going to put him in the gulag here. All right, but uh, there's the photo right there if you guys want to see. It's all been blurred out, but my man is out there living a dream, all right, with a sock on his salami, and he's got those two Natashkas and Olga in the back. Shout out to him, and it says right here, he's living the sock. Is this wrong? Okay. He says right here, he says, but things are not looking too good for the young officer after the video made its way into the media. These probably were American spies. Va, va, boom. Russian news services says, and they have a close link to secret services in the military reports. He may have to swap the bomb blast shells and go up front in the military. What do you think? He should be able to live his best life. He's already received two reprimands over the video for bringing Putin's military machine into disrepute he faces for a former disciplinary commission at which he is expected to face further sanctions the video comes as tens of thousands of putin's forces 
have died in the ill-conceived war in the Ukraine. There, there you go. All right, who wrote this new, article? New, 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 new world order. They're trying to make the military look bad. That's Putin's face when he went to the junior college right there. He's like, yeah, I'm not impressed. <laughs> but I'm sure. Well, I won't say nothing about him. But look, man, he living his best life. What's wrong with this life right here? He got there, got him right there, all that. Peace leave out on the bed. Man, damn. Now they want to send him to war after he out there having some fun. What's wrong with that, man? All right, here's another one right here. Uh, women serving multiple men. Women serving multiple men. Let's go to where that guy was here saying, I haven't been to the club in 20 years. Let's go to his hometown and see how he gets down. Take it from here. We're going to go over to Instagram. This is how this man gets down right here. We're going to go ahead and roll the film. Hey, man. No, that what's going on? That, that what's going on? What the line for? What, what you mean, man? No, that what's going on? That, that what's going on? No. You know what I'm saying? What the line for? What, what you mean, man? No, that what's going on? That, that what's going on? Oh, man. Man, I'm going to tell you. Oh, the humanity. It's an evil world we live in. Nah. Man, it's e it Man. Oh, man. Lord, have mercy. What city is this? My man pants hanging down. Oh, train gang. That ain't even a train. That's a line. Choo, choo. Man, they out there. What? Yeah, that brother's starving. <laughs> She's serving them up that thick old light skin. Wow. Wow. What is going on? Is this Memphis? Memphis stand up. Wowzers. <laughs> this, yo, the world is cold out here. It's an evil world we live in. She's serving them up for how many? How many? How much you think she's serving them up for? <laughs> how much you think she's serving them up? Man, that's. Uh, you know what I'm saying? What the for? Now, these brothers standing in line. Look at them. Pookies, they got, he got, oh, man, look at him, man. He got his socks and his slides. But look, they all got their Probably She probably brought the condoms. That, that was going on? Oh, man. Oh, what? Oh, my Lord. Jeez. Broke chick economics. My God. It's a cold, cold world out there, man. I know people, somebody gonna say it's a skit. I don't, I do not think that's a skit at all. That is definitely not a skit. Uh, that guy that was telling me about not being in the club, that's what he that's what he was like growing up. That's right outside of Baton Rouge. For sure. <laughs> it's cold, man. Y'all wanna y'all wanna think that this is uh y'all wanna think this is a game, man. It ain't out here. It's a real deal in the field. Okay, this woman says, to men who say, I wish I met you earlier. I can't play the video uh, music-wise. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on for a second. Because there's music in the background. But I'm going to read her caption. I'm going to read her caption for you. Uh, let's see here. Here's a beautiful young woman. This is why I have the philosophy of 25 and below. 25 and below. Sometimes I'll push it to 28. But even that's pushing it, guys. That's pushing it. The damage that they've done by 25 is irreparable, and you cannot afford to consume that. So let's play her video reader caption. Here we go. 
So she's saying, I wish I met you earlier. And she says, no, you don't. And she goes to now a picture of her. Oh, no. She about, oh, she in love with the money. It's an evil world. She got $5,000 chips. Okay, so look. I know people don't understand this. I know this happens. I, I'm in the mix. She had $5,000 chips in her hand that somebody gave her. And she probably used it to gamble. She probably kept them, cashed them in. And she probably had $10,000 at one point. She ain't got it now. I know for a fact she got it. She's not got it now. She does not have any money left. That life is all gone. Let's go ahead and play it again. She says, I wish I had met you earlier. No, you don't. I was in these streets. I was making that money. In these streets. And she's a pretty looking woman right now. And I'm going to read the caption. She, obviously, she was a worker. She worked. She stripped. All right. They start stripping at young ages, guys. 17. They get that fake ID in Vegas. They start stripping 17 and then they and all that stuff. All right. There's the money. Hundreds of dollars of bills and uh, sugar daddy. Five thousand dollar chips. Five thousand dollar chips. She got 10 grand in one hand. And guess who also was there? A rapper, football player right there. Guess who else is there? Daquan. Daquan, Don Travius, Trayvonius. All right. The cornerback from the, you know what I mean? The uh, World Football League. And he was out there, had her doing nefarious things. That's a limousine. That is a limo. Okay. You got two seats seated on the other side. She's had her life. Okay. And there she is now. This is her now. Let's read her caption. Okay, and this is what we're going to talk about, Broke Chick Economics, the repackaging. When we get to, uh, what's the one? Um, 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 Black China. You go through different phases and points in your life, and that's interesting. Someone may turn 40 and be thrilled to be out of their 30s, you know, but I don't think about it a lot. I feel younger than I did in years. I have a better sense of myself. This is Broke Chick Economics. They have an epiphany phase. Right. They all go through this, guys. They squander these years of younger years and then they grow into a different person. And they say all of that's washed away now. And I'm knowing understand myself better. And this is somewhat true. I understand my better at this myself better at this age, but I didn't have the advantages that, as, as they had. And she says, I have a better sense of myself and what I'm willing to accept in personal and business relationships. Yes. And that's you. I know better. I know what I'm willing to accept. That can only come with age. So I value the tolls. I value the tolls those years have taken on me. <laughs> oh, my Lord. And that's you. And and she says, uh, for the positive aspects they've brought, I wouldn't want to relive the drama of my early 20s because these were very angst-ridden. And then she's, She's uh, quoting Adrian Brody, who I believe is the boxer. And that's you. I'm assuming that that's the, I don't know if he, that's his entire quote. But let's go ahead back and review the film. I Now she says, I wish I met you earlier. This is what men say. And she says, you couldn't handle me when I was earlier. You couldn't handle me in my youth and my prime. When I was out there making top dollar, enjoying, living it up, hot girl summer, monetizing myself nope you couldn't do it but later on now and she looks attractive but this is what you know is in her past all my sins are washed away i've been redeemed 
This is the difficulty of a lot of men because you weren't there and you don't want to know what's been happening in her past. Or you might say, ah, but she's still a better woman. Boy, this makes for a really rough time. And you're going to have to finance the rest of her life. None of that money she made is in the bank. She is not saved for her retirement. This is broke chick economics. It's all gone. All that money she flashed is all gone. Even if she had it, you're still going to spend your top dollar. Why? You're not Pookie, Ray Ray, Chatty, it's Tyrone. You're not the dude at the strip club. You're not the tricking. You are the good guy. And you'll have yourself a pretty woman on your arm for about three years. And you can't change the tigers, the stripes on the tiger. She is the woman she was. She's not different now. She's just in a different phase of her life. All right. We got another young lady. Let's talk about her. <sighs> is this woman this unaware? Uh, let's go ahead and uh, I got to refresh the video. I want you to listen. It's a very short video. Here you got a, another beautiful woman who is Pastor Prime. When I say Pastor Prime, I'm not saying she's old and worn out and ugly. People have to understand that. I'm saying he, she's Pastor Prime for Prime Selection. She can still do decent out here. Don't get me wrong. But she's slightly past her prime. Now she has a different experience in life. Now she has a different perspective. But the choosing years where she could call her shot are winding down. Now, let's listen to what. Yeah, listen. When people say past her prime, see, watch this. This is what. Listen, listen, listen. This is what we got to educate y'all about. Y'all been listening to too many red pill guys that don't know how to be articulate about what means what. When you say past her prime, that doesn't mean she's ugly now. When you say past her prime, it doesn't mean she hit the wall. It doesn't mean she physically hit the wall and she's ugly. When you say past her prime, it doesn't mean she's now a four. This is what you have to understand, but people do things for shock value People get on here and make an eight-minute video and got to throw out a couple of shit from Red Pill Talking Points and make you misunderstand what we're talking about. Past her prime does not mean she's now ugly, a four. She's now, she's now not selectable. She hit the wall. She, there's no coming back. That's not what past her prime means. There's a prime years, and there's years that are after market prime. That means in prime years, there's less mileage. When there's, when there's after prime, there's mileage on the endometer. Now, the car could have been a Lexus, and you could sell it at higher value if you maintained it well. If you didn't maintain it well, now, and it's a Toyota, now it's down here. It's less than prime. Yep, it's the discount years. She can't claim she wants prime shit now when she's past her prime. She's slightly past her prime. Doesn't mean she's ugly. Doesn't mean she's not attractive. Doesn't mean any of those things. So you have to understand these things when you listen to these content creators. That's why most of, most of them, they're not telling you the real. Okay, there's a, there's a banner that I put up in my book to describe this. And there's this that I use to describe this as well. Going through the age groups. 16 to 20, young and dumb, still in their prime. Most times, sometimes legal and not illegal. 21 to 24, still in prime. 
MRS degree, going to college, selecting men in their group, age group, 25 to 28. 25 to 28 is less than prime, but it's last call. You can still, she can still get something. She's still attractive. It's less than prime though, but doesn't mean game's over for her. Then 29 to 36. And that's you. Buzzer beater time. Now you're way past prime. You can't prime select like you could when you were 22, 24, 29 to 36. Now it's time for buzzer beater. Mm. It's way less than prime. So 25 to 28 is less than prime. 29 to 36, way less than prime. Still can be attractive. 27 to, I mean, 37 to 44. What happened? Where did all the men go? Still can be attractive. See, less than prime does not mean ugly. Get it right. All right, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead. Get your talking points correct. She's way past, she's probably in that age of, I would say 28 and so forth. Let's hear what she has to say. Imagine getting access to me and trying to treat me like I'm common and getting your access revoked and never getting access to fuck again. Imagine that. Imagine getting access to me and trying to treat me like I'm common and getting your access revoked and never getting access to fuck again. Imagine that. Yeah, I mean, listen, it this this can't she can't be this unaware. See, a person past their prime is unaware. She's unaware just about of everything. So here she is. Here she is, still attractive, masculine voice, aggressive, still attractive. And she's saying something that doesn't make sense. You can tell the woman who's past her prime how angry she is. She's angry. Like she's aggressive. And she's been treated like this multiple, multiple times. This is an indicator of past her prime. Doesn't mean she looked. Her looks is one thing. Her insides, how she is as a person. That is the teller that she's past her prime. Now, with that being said, here's the. Here's the thing that she's most unaware about. She says, imagine. <laughs> oh, it's not her voice. She says, imagine. A person trying to, what did she say? I got to hear it again. I got to hear it again. Imagine getting access to me and trying to treat me like I'm common. Yeah. And getting your access revoked. Okay. And never getting access to fuck again. Okay, so people are saying this is a voiceover potentially. What happened to my computer over here? All right, this is a voiceover. Uh, regardless, my computer's hooked up. It is. Imagine getting access to you and getting your access revoked and never getting access again. I have a, I have a common question. I have a common question. How did the guy lose? How did the guy lose? I'm just want to ask y'all that. Because he got the access. He already hit. Now, he wanted to hit again. And you said, no, you revoked it. But the problem is, he already hit. Mm. 
not only did he hit once, he's hit multiple times, and he was just trying to get another hit. And now you said no more hits for you. <laughs> and then he said, okay. And then he found him a new one. Now, this is a person that is completely unaware. And she's saying she's not common, which, yeah, she is probably a lot more attractive than most women. But a guy that can get access to her, she's common. <laughs> All right. This is what people are unaware about. The men that she's giving herself to that has got her. That woman that you see there is very common to that man. Period. If she believes she can get this type of guy because of who she is and how she looks in her prime, and then that guy can't get her anymore, you think he can't get another woman that looks like her anymore? The answer is yes, he can get that very easily. So why is she talking about access revoked and treating her like she's common? For the men she rolls around, she's very, very common. All right, let's take you to a couple more things, and then we're going to get into broke chick economics here. All right. I got two more clips, and this one's interesting. These are two clips related to um, beauty standards. It doesn't have anything to do with many things we talk about, but in cultural, cultural beauty standards, I thought this would be an interesting video to show that even in India and Asia, dark skin represents less than. It's not just in the United States. And these people come from cultures, caste, caste, um, caste systems, cultures where dark is not the best prime selected and so forth and so on and this comes from tradition and family let's hear this dissected Indians have a very shitty beauty standards you know my mom is very colorist for sure china is even worse than us on colorism to be honest <laughs> to be honest you know how i know this my mom will send me pictures of women to marry and if they're dark-skinned they have the perfect face completely symmetrical the light-skinned women she says me one eye missing oh well, my god teeth gone but she's I, like, oh, look, the fairness. I love this. Because, it's, because it means so much, yeah. It means so much. I totally yeah. agree. In Chinese, there's a saying that Yi bai zhe san chou, is that if you are fair-skinned, you can be much more uglier than the girl with darker skin. <laughs> you, are, you can still turn out prettier than all of them. That's what it is. It's that, that fair skin is like Hail Mary at the, you know, just the fucking, you can't lose. Only one eye is missing? Yeah, only oh one eye. We have a winner here. The in all right, so you you see this. A lot of people say in American culture, we have this as well. Even in black culture, just as a microcosm, they have infighting related to women who are light skin versus dark skin. Um, we have the European beauty standard conversation uh, goes on here in America and uh, North America uh, specifically. Even in Latino culture, there is a system of where darker skin Latinos are, are um, or Mexicans are, uh, on a lower scale, considerably than the uh, Spanish or the Spanish originating mixed heritage individuals, um, it goes around everywhere. All right, it's just kind of a worldwide phenomenon. Yeah, it's global, so it's just not here in the United States that we have to deal with this. And um, it is what it is. And I'm not going to go too much into it, but that was a clip that I wanted to share because this idea of fair skin in this current time is considered um is considered higher up or um and it doesn't necessarily mean white all right but what it does sometimes mean is where you are socially or economically for instance 
Somebody said it's ignorant. It can be ignorant, but like it's, it's a worldwide phenomenon. Some people might not look at it in particularly for black people, but if you have darker skin, maybe in an Asian culture and maybe in an Indian culture, it does indicate where you are socially. Like you work outside. If you work outside, I'm sorry, if you have darker skin, it might indicate that you work outside. Like you work in a farm, you work in agriculture, you work where poor people work, you work in a warehouse, you work on the field, okay? As opposed to, and this is also plantation mindset, as opposed to if you're indoors, if you're lighter skinned, that might indicate that you're indoors, okay? And he, we have that here, by the way. Let's just take it out of black folks because people get sensitive about this. And let's just put it to the white Euro Anglo-Saxon people. If a person in Florida, if a woman in Florida shows up with a tank top with that orange skin on her chest, her chest is orange or red, or it's a guy and they have um, their 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 arms are white or weather beaten. It's a it's an indicator of class. It's an immediate indicator of class, like people say a farmer's tan. That's an indicator of class. That person works in the field so much that his shirt, his shirt or her shirt is emblazoned on their skin. Thus, when they walk into a store, they have their sunglasses and they have that sunglass mark. It's a, we're just talking about white folks and they have the sunglass mark. It's an indicator that that person's outside. And immediately, if that person walked into the upper crust society or middle class, middle class people will look at them or her. Oh, why is your chest all flamed up? Why are you all sun? You're not sun-kissed and tan. You look like you work outside. See, this is just not a, a, a thing about race, although race does come into it. But it also is an indicator of social status and class. Okay, and it's just not about race all the time. Within a race, you can do the same thing. Where I, When I was in the South in Louisiana, um, and I lived there for a year. I knew this very, very dark, chocolatey. Her skin was flawless, right? Her skin was flawless. And she was a dark skin, beautiful skin. I've never really seen skin like her. She was like gorgeous, but she was dark. Okay, not black, but she was very, very chocolatey, right? Now, she was very conscious about being outside. Okay, it would like, yeah, it looked like smooth. It looked like you just poured chocolate like this. It was like some of the most flawless skin I ever seen. Now, that woman was very conscious about being outside. She was like, I'm not, I, I'm not going outside. Uh, I'm not staying outside long. I don't want to be out here long. She was always trying to skedaddle and get indoors. Right? She was like, I'm not gonna be here for. I'm not gonna be outside. Okay, she was outside for very long. She started using every protection model she could, covering covering herself, shielding herself from the sun, and so forth and so on. And with that being said, that is an indicator that she's aware of a class system that is going to make her less than if she gets darker than that. So she's already dark. She don't want to get darker. And I'm like, you already mm -hmm. dark. You're already dark. And her skin was flawless. However, she didn't want to get darker. So even in the race, even in your own race, there can be this system of dark skin is less than, okay? Doesn't even have to go from white to black. It can go from black to black. It can go from white to white. 
It could go from Indian to Indian person. It could go from Asian to Asian person. It's an indicator of where you are economically. And remember, most of the problems you have is not really personal, somewhat race, but it's more economics than anything. So when we get the broke chick economics, that's what it's about. With that being said, we're about getting ready for the main event. But before we do so, I got to catch up on these super chats. We got MC, uh, no, I'm sorry. Incognito Thought Leader says Taco Tuesday, CGA in the building. He says, getting my gordita lined up. All right, have fun. The pickup artist, you stay hating on game guys for no reason. You a hater. Thank you, sir. Mimsy Hampshire says, someone, somebody gives you $1 million for doing nothing when you turn 18. How big of a fool would you act? But coach, she at home sewing, waiting for me, right? Yeah, they're blessed, man. The, the, the plight of women unfortunately, is uh, they get their reward up front. It is a trick of nature, and I wrote about this extensively. The trick of nature is that you're gifted everything up front without doing very much. Uh, Mother Nature sprinkles fairy dust over you. You basically go to sleep, wake up, go to sleep, do a little bit of maintenance, and um, you basically have to maintain your reputation during these prime years and keep the wealth. You got to keep what, what was given to you and, and not squander it. 99% of women blow this deal. <laughs> okay, they blow it. Um, and the devil comes knocking uh, in, in the shape of father time and starts taking away. Or as they say in the, the things, uh, the clock strikes midnight and it starts getting harder for them later in life. Some women say, well, it's hard, but I still got options out here. That's a little bit of a cope and they still do have options. Doesn't mean, again, if a person is subprime or past their prime, doesn't mean they run out of options. Doesn't mean game's over. There's still some game to be played. There's still time on the clock. They just got to, they're just, they're just down 20 points. Okay. They're just down 20 points now. And they got to battle back, battle back. And most of them realize that they don't have enough time to battle back. You don't got enough possessions left. But it is a, it is a trick, cruel, trick of nature. It maybe is a curse of Eve that nature plays on them. Most men don't deal with this type of trick, right? We don't deal with this type of trick. The only men that can probably, I can say, deal with this type of trick would be athletes. Athletes are probably very, very closely resemble the life of women because their, their value is given to them young. They hit the genetic lottery. Most of them hit a genetic lottery. Most young athletes are good, not because of hard work. It's because genetically they were given significant gifts that, I can't do anything about it. I can practice and shoot and run and do all this training. I'm never going to be that person. They genetically have been gifted. Many times they can turn that into monetization. If they turn it into monetization, they must be aware that they're going to be older at some point. They're going to be less than prime themselves. A male athlete lives a very close parallel life to women. So when they're 22, everybody wants them. When they're 28, everybody starts telling them what a shitty job they're doing. And you got bad knees and you don't have as much time on the clock. Look at Lamar Jackson. He's less than prime. Perfect example. Lamar Jackson five years ago, right is ticket. This today, he's less than prime. And people are like, he can still win. Most teams are like, no. He's he's dangerous. He's dangerous. He's an injury prone. He's a danger to the team. Why would I give him this much money and he's injured? This is a this is how male athletes deal closely, like with women. Okay, so you don't have you can hit the wall and and be a male. 
you can do that. And also people who um, have come from rich families, rich family uh, are like that as well. So they come from wealth, their third generation wealth, and they have BMWs at 16 and they get houses when they're 22 and they get the trust fund account when they're 30. And then some of them blow it. <laughs> then by 45, they hooked on Coke. They're returning their life back to normal. They're running for president because their father was the president. You see what I mean? This theory of um, hitting the wall and uh, women uh, getting, you know, hitting genetic. It, it doesn't just apply to women. It applies to men as well, but only a small percent, only a small. All right. Shout out to jo James Jones. He says, hey, I got into it with my girlfriend's pimp. She took his side and she didn't come home last night. Is that a red flag? Mm. Interesting that you say that. I do have a great video about that. Teron McAdams says, oh, by the way, let's get back to Lamar Jackson. I told you I was right on him, by the way. I said I was completely right. He doesn't have the value people perceive. That's number one. Number two, I also told you that, um, you know, in, in reference of Lamar Jackson, he's he's like a woman. He's like a woman in her 40s saying, I still got options out there and I still got value and I got this and that and I should be paid high price. Lamar Jackson's exactly like women out here in their mid 30s to 40s. And you're seeing it play out. So if you want to deny it, deny it. But Mark Jackson said, I got options out here. And he found out he didn't, did he? Mm. He found out he didn't. And he also has bad people in their ear. He has his mother as his agent telling them shit that don't fly and don't make sense in the economic value and based on his position. Okay. And he found out he don't have the options he thought. So now what? And this is going to affect him in the rest of his life. Okay. Somebody says, I think it has to do more with this mom as his agent. Yeah, women have other women in their ear telling them what to do. But it doesn't. He doesn't have the value that people believe. He does not. I, I called this out a long time ago, last year. And I called it out a couple of months ago, a couple of weeks ago. He doesn't. They don't need him. Everybody knows it. And he's he's asking for way more than he's worth. It's a huge, gigantic risk that has little return. So, again, it is just like a woman. He's asking for way too much. Women ask for way too much when the time is not to be asking for it. He should have asked for this shit and signed for it three, four years ago. And he didn't. He passed up on it, passed up on it, passed up on it. He was hurt for two years. This is just like women. It's the same story. And now he's got a single mother or a woman in his ear telling him, you still got it, girl. You still can get out there. All these other teams want you. We can leverage the other team's contract against the other team. And guess what's happening? Guess what's happening? It ain't working for him. He doesn't get it. She doesn't get it. This just doesn't happen to women. It happens to men, too. <laughs> this is a classic example. Where we go. You got to know where you are. Yes, you got to have your value set right. You got to have your standards. Then, then what happens? Now it's all, oh, they're colluding against us and the machines against us. And race, they're trying to find out every reason as to why they're not getting what they want. And the reality is they don't understand their value. That's the reality of it. You're shooting yourself in the foot. You think you're way more valuable than you are out here. Now you want to jump on here and say it's Kevin Samuel's fault. And you want to say it's men's fault and the passport bro's fault and MGTOW's fault and Coach Greg Adams' fault. 
when it's your fault. You can basically say, I'll take a dust of a deal and let's keep it moving. Anyway. <laughs> Maybe when you understand it like that, and anybody anybody that comes in here and says it's anything other than that, you sound like you, here, here's your cape. I'm actually floored at the amount of men that don't see their hypocrisy in this space. I am actually floored at the amount of men that don't see you have the woman's argument when it doesn't apply to woman, women. Have you understood that? Have you ever seen that in this space? Because in this space, we tell women, hold yourself accountable. We tell women not to go deal with government daddy. We tell women, know and understand your value. We tell women, you're going to hit the wall. We tell women, well, we tell women all this shit. Then when it comes to men, y'all ninjas start coming up with all kind of excuses and reasons why and shit and all of it. Y'all still y'all start sounding like the feminist we talk about. You start putting in jealousy. You start hating. You start backbiting, backstabbing. You start doing everything women do. When the roles reverse, you ninja start talking like women. We need to hold them accountable. Women don't accept accountability. Then when it's time for men to accept accountability, here y'all come shuffling. I am floored at the lack of agency of men in this sphere. I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man. What you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It is mind-boggling. This is why I'm telling you a lot of these men are raised by women and they don't know how to react to anything. Then they start name calling. They start shaming you. They start dis videoing you. They start trying to investigate you, trying to expose you. You men are like women. The men are the new women. <laughs> They start pocket watching. They start lawsuiting. Man, have you have you not seen this? Or am I the only one that sees this shit? They try to dox you. They try to expose you. They all of a sudden you a victim. You guys are like the women, and I just this space has deteriorated into a bunch of male feminists. Even the old school people, the OGs in here, turn to that shit. And it is sad. It is completely sad at the amount of supposed male leaders in this space. And I want you to at least hold yourself accountable to this. You don't have to agree it, but look at your narrative. Look at your narrative. Instead of accepting what is and taking advantage of it, you ninja start turning into the victims. And then do you go after the women? No, you take the heat off the women and go after each other's neck. I often said this a few years ago. I said, the men will be the downfall of this space before women have, will ever have any impact. That wasn't true in 2017, but beyond 2017, it is true because men are functioning like women in this space. <laughs> it is absolutely deplorable 
Why don't you say, all right, it is what it is. But as soon as I started talking about Lamar Jackson, here y'all come with a bunch of, they're colluding and it's racism and they don't want to, and they want to keep the black man down and they don't want to see, whoa, 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 whoa. No, he had his chance. He blew it. Not only that, just same with Kaepernick. All y'all Kaepernick supporters, I was like, Kaepernick a woman. Even the liberals are tired of his woman bullshit, complaining and crying. Even they're like, damn. Okay, now it's gone overboard. I saw it from day one that he was a crying, sniveling bitch. All right, that's what he was. And I called it out and everybody said, you Uncle Tommy, you don't understand. He tried to do this for the oppressor and all that. I'm like, man, that's all, that's all disguise bullshit. He's a victim. Now he don't have nobody else to blame, so he victimizing his adopted parents. And now you look at him, he a crybaby. Wham, 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 wham. And you a cryberry too. You a crybabies. Crybabies. Now you see him for what he is when he's doing what he's doing now. You're like, wait a minute. See, this is what you guys don't understand. When you have your chance, you can't fumble the bag. If you fumble the bag it's your, and it was your fault, it is what it is. Take accountability for your actions. Like we tell women to do, move the, hand on, move the hell on. But if you're making excuses today's as a man and you want women to stop, be, stop uh, making excuses, you want them to be held accountable, you have to do that yourself and exhibit it first and foremost. You have to exhibit that first. Every leader exhibits a certain quality. They don't just talk the shit. Every leader exhibits equality and they people follow them as a point as a point of what they do, not what they say. And we got a lot of say say ninjas out here and not not a lot of do do ninjas out here. We just got do do ninjas out here. We got a whole dude that wrote the whole one of the whole Bibles of the Manosphere posing around with 20 year olds talking about he getting hoes. We gone. Manosphere, pack that shit up. Pack it up. We fumbled the bag in 2023. And then the year ain't even over. The year ain't even over. Manosphere is, is, is basically shot itself in its own collective foot. <laughs> Period. Point blank. Anyway, I'm glad we had time to talk about this. We got our man. Teron says, I had to dismiss a buzzer beater last year. She was 36. Looking for marriage and kids after one year, I chose the CDL. Guys, let's make these hardcore decisions in your life. A woman at 36 is that wants kids is not marriageable material. Now, it's hardcore to say that. She fumbled the bag. Now, ladies, don't make this about men versus women. I just said Lamar Jackson fumbled the bag. Hold himself accountable. Stop taking it personal. <laughs> okay, stop taking it personal. That person should not be considered as until proven otherwise. But she is actually trying to make a business deal with you. It's broke chick economics 101. What she's trying to do is dump her shit in your lap. It ain't even, there's no dispute. That's what she's trying to do. She's trying to take a shit on your pillow like Amber Heard. <laughs> All right. That's what she's trying to do. And it's based on economics. It's not based on love or romance or none of that. Shout out to uh, somebody who says uh, advice of the day. All right. Um, shout out to you. Is that you? We got the advice of the day. Last one. 
no government name SD coach on my Instagram reels. The dating coach came on talking about how to use your friends to distract the other girls in the group. Oh boy. So you can get to the one you want. I couldn't stop laughing. It felt like an episode of the fresh Prince. All right. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to be in the club to realize that the club ain't worth shit. All right. It ain't. Oh, the club changed, coach. You just ain't been in there. No, it ain't. It's the same shit. It's the same mating call. The make. It's the same mating ritual as it always was. And it's the same waste of time for the majority of men running these schemes around <laughs> getting around women when it's the one of the worst places to pick up women. By definition, it's one of the worst. But you'll figure it out, you goofy ninja. Where are we at? Oh, it's different out here now, coach. We out here. <laughs> it's different. All right. It ain't changed. Nothing changed. Nothing changed but the date. Let's get into the broke chick economics. <laughs> Remember, gentlemen, ladies, if you're watching me on today's show, if you're watching me on today's show, what we're going to go through is not intended to be personal, a personal attack, a hate of or against women. It is to expose men to what the truth is about how you make decisions in your life, okay? This does not reflect all women. I know there's going to be exceptions to the rule, to everything that I say. You might not fall into the statistical category of this, but it doesn't make you immune either when we talk about salaries and incomes. doesn't mean you're wealthy or rich or financially literate. I know a lot of women who make $80,000 a year and they're living paycheck to paycheck. They have the same straggle economy, economics, as a poor woman. So just because you make a certain dollar amount does not mean that takes you out of this category. Now, for men, this isn't to belittle women. Women, It isn't to make them feel less than. It doesn't make you feel more than because you might be a broke ninja economics. But it is to get you to understand that many of the things that you had done into your life, done to your life as a result of what the woman's action was, was not personal. It was not a personal thing that she did against you. It did affect you personally, but most of it was because she doesn't know how to manage her life and money. Thus, she has a lot of things that goes on in the background of her software, a little bit of spyware, a little bit of lack of um, intelligence about a subject matter, the lack of understanding of economics that affects you personally. It drives her decision-making, and thus it affects you personally. She has no remorse of what she's going to do to you when she's in survival mode and many women today are in survival mode thus the attacks against men in relationships are going to be heavy when we went through the economy of the recession of the great bubble of the housing market the bubble burst divorces went crazy why because people lost homes people lost their jobs people got laid off divorce rates skyrocketed it wasn't because no-fault divorce. It was because economics, and they use no-fault divorce as a way to parachute their ass out of there. When an athlete retires and the girl divorces him, why? You, it's economics. The guy's not bringing in $30 million a year anymore. He starts bringing in $200,000 working for ESPN. Lifestyle got to change. She says, I ain't changing my lifestyle. She divorces him at the peak money and jumps off with her golden parachute. Mm. That's... Economic. 
That's an economic decision. And yes, there's no remorse. She will cut the kids out. She will do whatever she needs to do to cut your ass up out of there. Will she fare better? No, she's going to still blow the opportunity. She's going to still be just as broke, even with a financial windfall. Many of them are going to go broke too. They're not going to end up wealthy. And their kids are going to be less than as a result. So we got to understand the collateral damage to this. But let's get into it. First of all, we got to deal with what's real. What's real in the field of the economy. Okay, one of the real things here is uh, let's put these up here. We're going to go through these, man. We're going to go through these. Here's the first slide that I want to put up. Even on $100,000 plus, more Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. I read this article. This article doesn't tell you what we need to know about this. Because even in this world, more women have made more money, more money than they ever have. Many of uh, the people have thought this to be the solution to the problem of the gender wars, right? Men and women. If women made just as much money as men, well, we they'd be in better position. It's not going to be true. It's kind of when blacks say, when blacks say, if we got reparations, we put ourselves in a better situation. It's not going to be true. You got to understand economics and be financially literate first because you're going to end up like this. What this article doesn't tell you is because as they celebrated women making more money, also the majority of these people living paycheck to paycheck, making 100K are women. See, this is how this works. Women are making more money. Women are making financial strides. They're moving up the corporations and then they're bragging. Two years later, here we are like this. This is what happens. More money didn't solve the problem. Financial literacy would have solved the problem. So equal pay for equal work, we thought would solve the problem. It didn't. And people are like, no, it doesn't. No, no, it's not. Watch this. And I forgot to pull this up. Um, got to pull this up. But I'm going to pull it up just to prove my point. Okay. And it's not necessarily collect, uh, um, uh, connected to that article. But look at this headline right here from the, you know what? Women likely paycheck. Well, I'm sorry. Women live paycheck to paycheck roughly five times as often as men. Here's why. Oh. Here's why. I bet you there's a whole bunch of blame everybody else. Oh, wait a minute. Okay. It is what it is. Guys, we got to understand this. In economics, <laughs> there's always a sob story. We got 100K a year earners, and they're living paycheck to paycheck, over 50% plus. If women are making more money in this time, you can automatically assume that the majority of these people living paycheck to paycheck even on six figures, are women. They're going to extend themselves. They're going to overextend themselves. Shopping, buying homes. More women are buying homes than men. They bragged about it. But then what's going to happen is they're going to be like, but we're leaving paycheck to paycheck. Interest rates. And they're going to play the victim even though they got their now 100K salary in a house. They're still going to be blaming somebody else. It's sad, but it is the true position of our country. Let's go to some details of the she economy. Uh, these things are eating our country up like crazy, all right? The global beauty industry is predicted to be worth $571 billion. Half of the products marketed towards men are typically purchased by men. However, women entrepreneurs tend to borrow less money than men, all right? Most people know that borrowing money leverages other people's money, and women contribute 37% to the global GPT, uh, GDP, but over 80% of purchases and purchases influence are made by women. Okay, that is the big one right there. 
80% of purchases or the purchases are influenced, meaning the man buys them. He either buys them for the woman or buys them to get attention from the woman or whatever it is, 80%. So 80% of purchases in America are made by the woman or purchase the influence was made by the woman. 80%. Women make 91% of new home purchases. 91%. When you see this market collapse, <laughs> okay, see this market's collapse, uh, the home market, remember this stat. Remember that stat right there. Uh, we got uh, female borrowers have an average debt 9.6% higher than male students. 66% of consumer wealth will belong to women in the next decade. This is why it's called the she economy. She economy. Um, they're talking about personal loans. Men took out more personal loans than women. But women globally tend to spend three times as many hours of unpaid domestic work and care uh, compared to men. All right. I don't know why they keep bringing that up. It has nothing to do with the conversation. Men are doing a lot more work as well, but it doesn't get, it, it gets pushed into the category of, well, that's what you're supposed to do. All right. Right. That's what you should do. Well, women can't do that type of stuff. It, it's not right to have your wife out there raking leaves. All right. But, but that's all right. She economy bullshit. All right. Here we go right here. Here's another headline. Uh, damn. It hit me with an advert, but give me a second here as I close it. Let's take you to this one right here. And so, again, when we get into this, after I all uh, unfold all this stuff, I want to show you why they make the decisions that they make. It's not this men and women bullshit. It has to do with economy, economics. 57% of women don't have an emergency fund. All right. Um, you guys know emergency fund, three to six months of, of, of savings. Uh, for a catastrophe, many of them don't have more than $1,000 in their bank account to change a flat tire or anything like that. That might happen. And I know we're going to say, well, men don't either. Again, men aren't parading themselves around as doing it on their own, surviving, independent, boss bitch, and all of that stuff. When men don't have this, they're broke, and they're virtually outside of the dating marketplace. But women are never eliminated from the dating marketplace. They still can survive, and they can still go party and go to the club and wear their eyelashes and get bundles of hair and shake it fast. And they have backup plans. Men typically do not have these. So we're not comparing men broke versus women broke. We're just talking about the percentages of that and how that's going to affect their decision-making. Okay. How does that going to affect their decision-making? Many times you're in a relationship and she decides to jump ship because economics. Okay. Here we go. Dads represent. 85% of child support providers. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Okay, they pay more than the female payers. So a woman might say, I pay child support too. Typically, it's going to be way lower than what a man pays. But number one, 85% of women, I'm sorry, 85% of men, uh, the child support payers are men. So who's using this system? Overwhelmingly, it's going to be women this is a system that women can use as a part of changing their economic position now if she uses child support against you you're going to take it personal you're going to be like she's using the system against me and you're going to say black women don't care about black men because black women run to the child support system now let's flip the let's flip the thinking because we don't want to be victims here 
let's flip the understanding of women and how they look at finances. They don't care about you personally. I've been trying to warn you of this. When it comes down to survival, they will use whatever they can to survive. If that means putting your ass through the ringer, this is why you look at her and say, don't you care about me? She don't give a monkey rat's ass about you. She got to survive. And that means if she has to inflict trauma amongst her kids, amongst her kids in order to survive, she will. If that means she has to inflict trauma amongst you, she will. She got to pay them bills. She's got to scrimp and scrape and get to the next month. This is how we not become victims anymore. And we understand what they're doing. Once you do this, it's going to change your life. At how you look at them. Okay, here we go right here. Uh, student loan debt. I've talked about this in my book extensively on how this is going to be a major problem. Women account for two thirds of the U.S. student loan debt. And here come this cape and ninja right now. Well, men have student loan debt, too. Yeah, but one third of the one point seven trillion dollars of the student loan debt belongs to men as a collective. One third of the one point seven trillion dollars of the student loan debt owned to men, which is in my quick math. $400 million. $400 million of the collective $1.7 billion student loan debt belongs to men. The remainder belongs to women. So yes, I know men in student loan debt. I was in student loan debt. I know plenty of dudes that are in student loan debt, but you can't have this type of imbalance and then say, well, men are in debt too. Take your damn cape off. This is going to be big time financial collapse for many people. You have people running around here saying they're independent and they got 1.7 trillion. I meant, I said billions by mistake. Sorry. Shout out to ABL and the other brother that corrected me. $1.7 trillion compared to $400 billion. Let's, let's level it up. $1.7 trillion for women or for collective with only $400 billion belonging to men. The rest belongs to women. That would be $1.3 trillion belongs to women out of the $1.7 trillion. Come on. This is economics. This is women leveraging themselves and not seeing the big picture. So when you see Joe Biden come out and say, oh, we're going to get rid of $20,000 of the student loan debt, which is pennies. Women celebrate. You're also hearing women saying, I ain't paying it off anyway. But this woman's going to live 50, 60 years of her life with student loan debt on her neck, potentially dying, potentially passing on that debt to you. It's personal debt. Maybe it won't happen. You see what I mean? This is this is this is an economic situation where this shadow is going to loom over her, her head her entire life. Then she's going to be 36. She's going to say what? And that's you. You're going to get into a marriage. You're going to think her intentions were pure, but they were purely economic. With the hopes of maybe you being a good guy, maybe paying off a portion of that debt. Now, she's going to say, no, I'll pay off my own debt. Okay, that's what you say. But there is a hope in the back of your mind. Maybe I can pass this shit on. Maybe we can pay it off together. Maybe he doesn't pay it off, but maybe he uses portions of his income to pay off portions of your debt. Let's talk about this before we get in. We ain't even getting to the heavy shit. I'm just laying down the foundation right now. I'm just laying down the foundation. 
to let men understand what you're up against in America. Credit card debt and the gender divide. Oh, here we go with more sob story shit. We got more sob story shit. But here it is right here. Women, uh, says it right here. Um, Consumer debt. It says, uh, for instance, 60% of women surveyed say they regularly, regularly carry the balance from one month to the next. 60% of women, 55% of men. So men are there. 42% of women say that they only pay the minimum required by the lender every month versus 38% of women. men. Women also tended to suffer more when it comes to facing fees for their credit card mistake, the report said. And all 29% said they faced a penalty charges for late payments and 16% were hit with fees for exceeding their borrowing limit that is compared to 23% and 15% of men so it's less it's less than it's less than it's here for men it's it's a part of our lives but they're highly affected they're highly affected this, this is going to influence how she lives her life yes it's going to influence her choices yes it's going to influence why she decides or to get into a relationship or leave one. Yes, it's all part of the choice, decision-making, driving force of what's going on here. All right, now, guys, ready. Let's take, let's take you to some videos. So first thing about broaching economics. First thing and first thing first. When we talk about what it costs to be a woman, we it costs a lot more to be a woman. Um, meaning particularly, sorry, um, like what it costs for you to get ready and what it costs for her to get ready is two different things. We can I can live off a black t-shirt and jeans, and she cannot. She has to believe she needs shoes, multiple chair shoes, multiple clothings, multiple dresses, dresses for certain occasions. Uh uh, active wear that costs 75 to 150 dollars per pants um it costs more for them to get a haircut than it does for men all of these things are true hair bundles weaves all of these things are true they tend to also get bad investments in terms of um interest rates credit cards and auto payments and subprime mortgages they buy more houses but they're often subprime okay so this effect is going to make it their bottom line is greater than yours. Their bottom line is greater for, than yours. So then they want guys to be in their life that support that. Hey, pay a couple of my bills and all this stuff. All right, so here, here's the first things first. Owning things and maintaining them are two different things. She might own a car, but is she maintaining that car? Probably not. We know stories of women that own cars with that oil engine light on. The gas tank is below the E. She got race licks as tires. She got the treads wearing. She got the brakes squealing. Okay, that car ain't been washed or at least the floorboard or the inside of that car. Okay, transmission slipping. You name it. So the cost of, hey, I need to make all of these things. I have to do what? I have to get my hair done. I have to get these things done. But they have the car the car is lacking maintenance. They're not doing the 30, 60, 90,000 mile service and changing those spark plugs. They haven't did shit. They haven't done any of those. They haven't done a rotation, a balance, an oil change, none of these things. They haven't done them on time. Thus, those things start to lack 
And she looks at it as if I had somebody taking care of those things, I wish a man would come change my oil. I wish a man would come wash my car. I wish a man would come. And many of the costs that she tries to get to maintain those things, those things are going to add up. She wants to push on to a man, maybe in a relationship, a sugar daddy arrangement, arrangement, whatever it is, finessing guys. Same thing with the house. They might own more houses. Are they maintaining the house? That's a major question. That's probably going to be up for concern once we get to 5, 10, 20 years. Are you going to be able to remodel the home? Are you going to be able to get into a position to make the home look better and modernize it to be able to sell it? Are you going to keep up with the payments? Yeah. Or did you get an adjustable rate mortgage and you're about to get finessed out of that damn home and the bank is about to own it? Do the banks know that they're going to lend to these women only to get the house back at a certain point? OK, that's good banking. If I know people can't pay for it, but I'll let you borrow it and I'll let you live in it and hold it and maintain it for five years. And I'm going to just get the damn house back. OK, that's a great win win strategy. But are they taking care of the house? Are they cleaning out the gutters? Are they doing what's necessary to keep the house in or working order? Probably not because they're extended financially. We know this. So the pride of ownership is one thing, but maintaining it is a whole new deal. Relationships are seen as a means to maintain the things in our life. And for some reason, for one reason, women can have a lot of things on her shoulders that would break most men. Okay. We would not dare have our oil light on. We would not dare have our brakes squealing. Most men won't. There are men that will. We would not dare to have 15 creditors calling us. We would not dare to have two lawsuits and people suing us like this, and then running around here saying we're independent. I know some guys do that. We would not dare be driving around with a potential of 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 a death machine with with uh, tires that have no treads. We would not dare be driving around with our gas tank below the E. <laughs> we would not dare. But for some reason, they seem to be driving around, come to meet you, and they like my gas tank is below the E. And like, how did you, how did you get here? How did you get, like, how did you get here? You got here from your house, gas tank on E. Did you think about getting back home? Did you think about getting back home? No, they did not think about it. Why? Because you, you. And that's you. You were the reason. She didn't come to see you because of you. She came to see you because you might put $40 in a gas tank. I love it when the man fills up my gas tank. Yeah, because it was on E. <laughs> right so when they say things like this it is not because they like it from a man it's because the economics of the situation a real man when i come to visit will fill up my gas tank of course he would because you need it because you ain't getting home without him filling up your gas tank so you feel some sort of way about a man filling your gas tank up or not these are the hidden mindsets of how unfortunately this is how women think and we have to accept it and to be able to move on. Many of them, uh, we talked about the accumulation of debt. Okay. Um, the, also, there's a woman that says women don't understand the student loan process. This is a self-admission of a statistic that she quoted that said, well, women don't understand the student loan process. Men understand it better. Mm. I mean, <laughs> talk about a lack of accountability. Why don't you learn how economics work? Why do you think banks want to target banks and consumers, not consumers, banks and corporations? Let's go back to this uh, chart right here. 
Why do you think people want women to be independent or believe them to be? Watch this. Why? Purchasing power. Banks know. Corporations know that they're the ones that are going to buy. Do they care if they can pay for it? No. Do they care if it gets repossessed? No. Do they care if their house gets foreclosed on? No, they still win. Do they care that they got student loan debt that they cannot pay? No. <laughs> they don't care. They just want the sale, and then they'll repackage it off to somebody else. It's a win-win deal. It's a super win-win deal, and this is why if they don't have men around them to tell them to walk them through the deal, like, oh, I don't know if you should do this, the corporations win. The banks win. Everybody wins. Now the woman's enslaved. And she's got to go through these things to wriggle out of it. Let me go through the things that they use to get out of this. Um, number one. All right, we talked about no long-term planning. Let's take you to a video to entertain you. How about we do this? Um, let me see. I'm not going to show that video yet. That's a later setup. That's a later setup. Oh, boy. Uh, let's do this because this will be this will be definitely a little bit controversial. Okay, so let's talk about this. We talked about women using their prime years to monetize themselves and whatnot. This is a video by uh, YouTuber Israel Israel Padilla. Shout out to him. He's going to talk to a couple of ladies that are on the beach somewhere. I can't tell where they are. And it says right here, what what's expected from daddy? Now, this type of thing, the sugar daddy thing, I've been highlighting for the last year. Uh, some of us call it the dark side or portions of the dark side. A lot of you don't know. Women are using this double dip life, especially Generation Z. Generation Z has fully adapted to this because they are the most economically. Um, they have the they're 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 not in the best economic position, right? They suffered two catastrophic economies in their life, so a lot of women don't have a problem doing this stripping and doing this stuff. But let them let them speak for themselves. What do you expect from your sugar daddy? A lot of money. 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 Chingo de lana. Don't, Chingo de lana. Don't call me ever. Just when, when it's to hang out to get paid. Yeah. That's it. What's charge to hang out? 700. Yeah, at least. At least. One case. At least. No fucking no. No fucking no. 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 thing is like 3,000. I don't. I don't. No, I don't fuck. I fuck mine with 3,000. Are those sugar daddies, are they boyfriend material? Can they be our boyfriends? Uh, he can no. be my husband. No, he's married. And he is kid. married and has a kid, but it's okay. Red flag. Okay, so um, here, here you're seeing a lot of people don't understand that this is going on. This is why my black ass don't need to be in the clubs no more. This is why you in the club and you losing. Because the people that are in clubs on the women's side, you'd be surprised who's doing this. You will be shocked and floored. Gen Z don't have the moral compass of Gen X. And Gen X was debaucherous. They're out here selling themselves, and they don't give a shit. Some of these rates were deplorable, downright deplorable. They out here bad. But look at them. These women are in their early uh, early 20s, maybe their late teens, and so forth and so on. They're messing with married men. They don't care. They, they don't value marriage like that. So now, now, remember, this isn't all. This is just a segment of the population. They don't value marriage. They value, value money. They don't give a shit about if you married. Some of them said you can pay me, but you ain't hitting the skins. Some women said you hit the skins, but this is what you paying. <laughs> okay. Okay. This is the reality, guys. We're, we're showing you this, and this is part of the new she economy. This, this option has been always available to women. Your mother has done it. 
Yes, your mother's done this shit. I know you like not my mama. She was a single mother. Your mother did it. It might have not been for direct cash, but some of them have definitely been in a bind. I'm in a bind, Nate. Yep. Some of them have been in a bind. Some of them did it to pay your basketball fees. Some of them did it to put a little bit of food in the refrigerator. Oh, what do you expect from your sugar daddy? A lot of money. 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 Chingo de lana. Don't, Chingo de lana. Don't call me ever. Just when, when it's to hang out to get paid. Yeah. That's it. Charge to hang out. 700. Yeah. At, at least. At least. One at least. No fucking no. No. At no fucking no. thing is like 3,000. I don't. I don't. No, I don't. I fuck mine. <laughs> now, now, first of all, they, they're out of their minds. All right. I would fold up two of them for sure. Uh, but their numbers are out of their mind. But I don't know. Maybe they're in Miami. And they can get that. All right. Uh, next thing on this one. Watch the next question. All right. Could these be your boyfriend? The one woman says, no, but he, she can be my husband. Watch this. The one right here says, can't be my boyfriend, but I'll marry him. Why? Economics. Look at that. Are they boyfriend material? Can they be our boyfriends? Uh, he could no. be my husband. No. He, he could be my husband. Hey. <laughs> It's bad out there for you. Now, um, this is just something that they have in their back pocket. Some of them do it as a means to kind of get to an end. I know this for sure. This is going down and it's going down and it's more and more people are considering this um, more than they are marriages, although that is going to be the next situation here. Marriages are a way. Relationships are a way to get out of a bad economic position. So they will marry you as the one woman said, I'll marry you. But but doesn't mean that I'm going to do what you say. I'm not going to submit, meaning I'm going to live my life out here. This is a skit that I'm going to show you of a married woman. And now I also said many men in relationships that don't have the finances. You're might be you're not immune from your wife saying I'm going to go on OnlyFans and I'm going to go to girls nights out and I might have a sugar daddy on the side. This is a funny skit that's going to highlight this and watch. How this plays out. Fair use. Answer the phone. Oh, what's up, my man? Is Keisha here? Yeah. Who wants to know? Me. Who are you? I'm her side guy. The who? I'm her side guy. Look, I ain't got time for this. Can you get Keisha? I don't care who you are. I'm her husband of five years. And no, you can't talk to her. Matter of fact, if y'all got anything going on, that's dead. Okay, well, what else is dead is me paying your rent, your car note, the groceries for this house, and the Netflix. Whoa, hold on. You pay all that? Yeah. Actually, I was here to drop all the money off right now, but you messed that well, up. Hold on, brother. I think we might be moving a little bit too fast. Hey, um, Keisha, come here. What's up, babe? You know him? Yeah, she know me. Uh, hey, Terrence. I told you to have this in check. You ain't never told me about this guy before? Look, I'm standing in the freezing rain. Come here, brother. I'm sorry. No, no. I got other business to handle. I'll talk to your wife later. Oh, here. Appreciate you. <sighs> Thank you, Terrence. Thank you, Terrence. You almost had me mess up a good thing. Okay. Um, you know, it is what it is out here. And she's bad as hell, right? She's a cutie, right? She's a cutie. But what you have to understand is many women that you like and lust after, many women that you will be in a relationship with has had that type of guy in the background or is willing to have that guy in the background. Many of them have this guy in the background and then you get it. You meet her and then you date her. 
She secures the date. She secures the relationship. But this guy's in the background. Okay. This guy is always there. Um, in Sex in the City, it was Mr. Big. In, in the one movie, yeah, I, I'm in a bind, Nate. Right? There, that guy is always there. And he serves as a mentor. He might get access to her um, maybe two times a month. He values the friendship. They might have had a passionate relationship previously. And they had a situation. And then it fell off. He has his rotation of women. Don't think that he's simping and paying for only her. He has plenty of women out here. Mr. Big is good. Mr. Big got plenty of options. And he's willing to part ways with a portion of money to help her because that's what he's done. He's paid her way through college. He paid her way to get her hair done. He paid to get tires on her car. Right? Yeah, set it off. He took her on trips, vacation, all of this shit. Yep, same thing as casino. Ginger and casino. Same thing. Ginger Casino had the pookie in the background the whole time. Uh, the, the Goomba in the background the whole time. And she was with the dude with the support, putting the kids and all that shit. And when it was time, she skedaddled back. <laughs> Guys, this is very common. Now, how do you get this? How do you avoid this? You have to get them when they're younger. <laughs> you got to get them when they're younger. Because if they're older, trust me, this guy is there. And the woman's attractive. And she's attractive. And she was a bad chick in the past. She's, dude, they're all there. It's not there. It, uh, guys, do not believe that it's not there in this woman's uh, uh, attractive woman. It is there. And she'll give you hints of this. And she'll say, oh, I, one of my best friends plays for the Vikings. Oh, I got this guy. He's, he's one of my mentors. Ninja, this is a sugar daddy at best. And that man has bailed her out for many, many years and plenty, plenty of time. Now, when it comes to broke chick economics, this is always there. When it comes to broke ninja economics, this is not a this is not an option for you. Let's get to the next one here. Let's get to the next one. Uh, let's see this. Um, what's also available? I remember we talked about the eviction process, and I said a lot of women are going to get evicted. A lot of people are going to get evicted, and everybody assumed that you're going to start seeing women out on the streets. One person that argued this is says I don't see women out in the streets. I'm like, first of all, you got blinders. They're they're out there. That's number one. But number two. Women are great at survival. They're some of the best survivors out here when it comes to leveraging other people for their survival. Men, we can survive on our own. Women can survive because they have something to leverage. All right, and so this is going to be what you're going to see here, how people get over. A News for Jack's I-Team update to a story we brought you the other day about women accused of squatting in a Hogan's Creek home. Following the I-Team investigation. This is how you avoid getting kicked out of your property. So people say, I don't see women on the street, coach. Okay, you don't understand. Woman's a great survival. She's not going to be out on the street on her next move. Let's continue. The court has ordered two women living in the house to get out and return the property to its owners. I-Team investigator Ann Maxwell shows us today's intense confrontation. The encounter shows just how scary the situation is so they can fuck this is public inside their property. This is your property. This is called public property. A spat on the sidewalk. This is public. All right. So what you see now, there are four women squatting in a rental property that is owned by, I believe, one of these white women. They're recording her. 
and they're using all kind of intimidation tactics. They got dogs. They got butch bull daggers. They got everybody here. And these are all women, guys. There's not one man. I think this is a male here, which is the simp enforcer. And you're telling me, I don't see women on the street. They're winning. No, no, no. <laughs> Record it. All right. I dare you. Turning into threats. But it's not her house. It belongs to Patty Peoples and Don Tura. Do you have a gun? So they're threatening her with firearms to protect my house. She says to protect my house. Mm. Um, apparently, apparently you're squatting. <laughs> but when it remember when I said. Don't take what they do personally. It is a personal attack, but it's not personal. They're just trying to survive. It's their economics. They will do this. Do you have a gun? Do you have a gun? Yeah, in my opinion. It's insane. Absolutely insane. Tura says she and her business partner were about to sell the rental property when squatters made themselves at home. So your first inclination is... This is illegal. The police will remove them. But that's not what happened. These women have been living there all month. Because according to my lease, me and my girlfriend owns the house. So I don't know what you need to take up with Wait, the police. What? You don't what, the whatever the case may be. I own the house. She told Jacksonville police they had signed a lease with a man named Christopher, but could no longer get in touch with him. They claimed he had listed the house for rent on Zillow. But Zillow shows no such rental listing around the time they moved in. And all right. So you see they're lying. They will do everything to protect themselves. They'll lie, cheat, steal. They'll go full Eddie Guerrero on you. And they will not give a rat's ass. They will not have that, damn, I shouldn't do this. Now, again, this isn't all women, but all women have a form of survival mode as well. And if they have to initiate it and execute Order 66, they will. And they will not feel bad, even when committing a crime. Let's continue. And JSO could find no trace of Christopher. The officer reported the women turned over a copy of a lease and a deposit receipt, meaning the case needed to travel through civil court to determine who is in charge of the property. We were shocked to learn and start reading about all the squatter rights in Florida, that they have more rights than the landlord. After more than three weeks, the court determined Tura and Peoples are the owners and ordered the occupants out. Frustrated, I'd say, is probably the state that we're in most of the time because everything's moving so slowly. While one of the people staying here claimed today this is her house. To protect my house, I'm finna bear on. Another woman who we're not identifying because she says she's not involved seem to acknowledge the court's order to vacate. The people already did what they did. They just ain't got out here to put the notice on the door. You being stupid. The owners say they've spent close to $5,000 in legal fees to get to this point, and they're anxious to check out any damage. Oh, they're planning to relist the house and invest in a high-security deadbolt. One of the women staying in the house now was also listed as a victim in the exact same kind of rental scam back in December when she was also found living in another nearby house without go. the owner's knowledge. So far, no charges have been filed in either case. All right. So uh, there you go. There you go right there. Um, I'm sure you could find a man doing something similar. This isn't this isn't a situation where only women are doing this. But we will talk about economics. This is a contributing factor. People don't care about the rules, the law, or anything. Not, not only that, they will develop schemes around this, and this is a sense done for survival reasons. Otherwise, they're going to be on the street. But this is going to have long-term effects on everybody. Let me give you another one, and then maybe we'll take a quick break here um, on the Broke Chick Economics. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. What is the next one?
but it's the next point. I got so many things open here. Uh, dating for meals. All right. So dating relationships, dating for meals. Uh, we know that there was a statistic that came out and said 50 some percent of women will go on dates just for the meal. So this is another thing that they can reach to. Hey, I'm hungry. I don't have much in the kitchen. I'll reach to a guy that can, I'll, I'll go on Tinder and I'll go on 20 dates a, a month and deal with guys and take them for their money. So, uh, dating for meals is always a, a, um, a thing there. All right. So let me see here. Another thing that they'll do is contract, not contract, but they'll contract the way they live. So you do have a lot of people that are going smaller and smaller. Uh, women are doing van life videos. They'll live in vans. They'll live in vans with pets, their children. They don't give a rat's ass. They'll live in 150 square. I, I showed this. This woman lived in a 177 square foot apartment. <laughs> All right. So they'll, 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 what I call their footprint, their footprint on earth, they'll contract it to super small. And they'll say, I don't need this and I don't need that. And I'm making it and I'm living it, and I'm independent and I'm paying my own bills. But they live in 177 square feet. It's smaller than prison sales. And they'll make an excuse as to they're making it survive economic situation. Put them in this blah, 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 blah. And they'll put human beings in there, two kids, a dog, three cats. Now, that's not minimalism. That is called contracting. You're basically going, I'm going to go small footprint. And this is all I can afford when it's not. Okay. And they'll also be using social services. And they'll be using, you know, uh, all forms of shit to be able to push themselves and make it through. All along saying they, they're they making it. They're, they're not making it. All along with 80 grand in student loan debt. And it's a sad case scenario. But women, the one of the fastest rising YouTube um, platforms, uh, I'm sorry, niches, is women living small, living in the car. Remember that a, a couple women went viral over living in a car or living in a van with a snake. What, what did that do to Generation Z women? They said, oh, we got options out here. Now, I had to live in my car, but it was because of... Uh, a divorce in the switch of a career. Now they're doing it as, okay, I won't have a boyfriend. I can live the life what I want. I can have my dreams. I can, but I'm going to live in a van. You know what I mean? Van life shit. Living 177 square feet. That one chick that was, uh, was exposed to be a, um, um, a finesser and a liar and a criminal living in her car, showing how she survives car life. Everybody went crazy and they started donating to her. Oh, uh, here we go. That's a means of survival. Roommates, parents, sisters, women will live with their parents and, and multiple generations of people as a means to survive. Now, if you live with your parents and multiple generations of people as a male, you're a loser. So this isn't an option for men because once you do that, you're maybe out of the dating marketplace. They'll do it in the dating marketplace and judge you. You see what I'm saying? This is the world that we live in. And they'll say, well, I got to survive. I got to live with three roommates. I got to live with my parents. I got to live with my grandparents, my abuela, my tia, my Nina, my Pinta, my San Marino. <laughs> but if you do this, you are a loser. If you have to reach back to that lifestyle, it's seen as less than a move. All right, let's go into the Punani. 
Let's go into the Punani. <laughs> this is uh, through Punani economics. Now, again, there's no, as we call, where they, where they feel bad about what they're doing here. As you can see, this is Black China. Black China said, I went out there and I lived reckless during my monetization years, during my prime and subprime years. Now, now that I'm less than prime, although still attractive, prime less than prime doesn't mean attra non-attractive, I'm going to repackage it up. All right, I took advantage of the situation. I'm going to turn over a new leaf. I'm going to repackage myself, reinvent myself, and go on back out there. Why? The well dries up. Uh, your reputation gets dragged. You want people to forget. Um, I want to go and turn my life over to Christ. Okay, I'm a new woman, and she wants to prepare herself for a marriage with a man. More, more than likely, this is a hinting as I no longer want to go out there and treat myself like this. There's another content creator, Alexis Sky, that is doing the exact same thing. She a Christian now. All right. And so this is going to lead a lot of women who turn to selling Punani to repackage themselves as options to marry. Okay. And that's you. I'm leaving that behind. I want to, I want to live a righteous life <laughs> when the prime is no longer prime, when you're subprime and below prime. Okay. Now he's turning into the survival's hustle. She has two kids, I believe, out of wedlock out of marriage or she has two kids that she's trying to collect child support for that child support window is closing. We're going to get to that in a minute. It's closing. The, the, and so she's now going to the next part of this. Does she have the money from the OnlyFans? Who knows? I have no idea. All right. But there's another young woman who did the same thing. And these women that are generation Z are now going to reach the epiphany phase. They're out there with sugar daddies and OnlyFans, And now that well is going to dry. And here they come now victims. Victims, Canadian OnlyFans creator says she now has no money left, now selling her home. Yeah, man, look, this shit is so predictable. When you know this, it's super duper predictable. I can see this shit coming a mile away. Now, three years ago, they was bragging. Three years ago, they was independent. Three years ago, they was empowered. Three years ago, they was cashing in them $30,000 checks. Playing with they punani. All right, but now the well is dry. The competition is stiff. You got celebrities on here. Now the well has dried. They want you to bang, you know, do do things, and you're not willing to go there. Now, now, apparently the government seized her bank account, and she has forty dollars left. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it's woe is me. She explained that she was in the situation because she used her money to build a house rather than borrowing the money. When the miscalculation of costs forced her to spend even more money on the house. Yep, uh, she was getting finessed by the contractor. <laughs> All right, that's what happened. It was a bad decision, she said. Now, there's a bad decision. Now, let's reach out to the court of public opinion and reach out to these sims, okay? Now, it's time to get married. Now, it's time to settle down. Now, it's time to have a kid. Now, it's time to be the... And that's you. All right, now she want a good guy. Okay, somebody need to rescue me out of this situation here. So now let's go to the court of public opinion. All right. Punani now can't sell no Punani. Now she will sell the Punani even when what? You come in and you marry her. She's still going to sell some Punani. All right. That's what she knows. But this is always a bailout for them. All right. Let's take you through. Let me see here. See here. Theft. We already covered that. 
Lawsuits. Okay. Lawsuits. Where can they reach to then? Oh, man. But hey, look. Look, look, look. <laughs> They're going to say, all right, somebody did me wrong at some point in my life. Okay. So now it's time to sue that mother sucker. I need my money. Tonight, County Supervisor Nathan Fletcher announced today that he is stepping down from his position next month. And it comes one day after he admitted to having an affair with a former colleague who's suing him for sexual assault and harassment. And now a second woman is accusing him of harassment. Fox 5, Jason Sloss is live for us outside the county administration building with the very latest this evening. Jason? So what happens now? What is this about? What is this about? I'm going to boil it down. It's not about his personal decision. It's not about their relationship. It's not about love. It's not about even the assault. It's not even about what's going on. This is purely economics. This is a driven by economics. I want to be righted legally by money. And I'm going to reach back to see what rich motherfucker I can go target to play myself back into this money game. Listen, when you boil it down to the simple parts of it, and you take the personal and the emotions out of it, it is what it is. This is, has nothing to do with he abused his power. This has nothing to do that he she was assaulted. This is means I need some money. And then let's go back. Hmm, this guy's the governor. This guy's the mayor. This guy is the entertainer of the year. This guy's the big YouTuber. This guy's the, the professional athlete. This guy, well, one time I gave him some peace leave. Uh, when you were in a relationship? Yeah, I was in a relationship, but I was his subordinate. Okay, now... She cashing in. She's sitting up there like, boom, got it. I'm rich, bitch. Okay, so, guys, you're going to pay on the front end or, or the back end. Here we go. Hey there. Well, this morning, Supervisor Fletcher's office announced he will officially step down in a matter of weeks. This is we're hearing about new accusations. I bet County Supervisor Nathan Fletcher's resignation will take effect Monday, May 15th at 5 p.m., according to his office. This is the latest in a whirlwind of developments. It follows on the heels of a lawsuit against Fletcher and allegations of sexual assault, battery, and harassment during what he calls an extramarital affair with a subordinate who worked for MTS, all while Fletcher served as chairman of the MTS Board of Directors. All right, so you heard what happened there. You heard what happened. It wasn't harassment or sexual assault. She got into an affair with him and knew she, he was married. She went into it. He rose up the ranks. She remembered that shit. And she said, I need some money. And he said, I got money. It is what it is. Everybody knows what this is. Don't don't try to make it as some, oh, she was a victim in the end. And not really. No, she, she chose to be having an affair with a married man and get her pipes. I mean, get her. Never mind. <laughs> So it goes into the victim shit. Money grab. All while humiliating this man who had an affair on his wife, which I never will defend. However, it cost him his job. It cost him everything he worked for. It was his decision. He did it. Does she care that he has to step down from his job? Nope. Does, he care, does she care that he's going to lose his position? She could have worked this shit out and, you know, potentially extorted him for the money. Does she care? Nope. Nope, she got to do through all of this bullshit, portraying herself as a victim, all to get a little bit of money. Because more than likely, she broke. This happened to also, uh, what was the football player, the dumb one from Miami? Um, uh, oh, gosh. I mean, he played for the Steelers and tried to play for the Raiders. 
and then he paid for the Patriots or whatever he was. He had a situation exactly like that. This woman came out and said, I worked for him as a personal trainer, personal assistant. And then all of a sudden she sued him and uh, it found out she was in major, major fine. Yeah. AB. She was in major uh, financial disrepair. She was in financial disrepair. And there's a, their attorneys was like, look, she broke. And the reason, this is the reason why she filed the lawsuit. It always comes down to this last one. And I'm going to get to some super chats here. Watch this. Watch this. All right. Uh, the victim mindset is a way to cash in. Oh, I got two more things. Then I'm going to leave it up to the coach gang because we're getting to the three-hour mark. The victim. Check this out. Uh, can you guys see this? The victim. All right. You can always lean back on the system. If the system doesn't there, you can lean back onto a relationship. If the relationship ain't there, I can date. If the dating ain't there, sell some punani. This is why women are mad that dudes don't want to date and they're going to take airplanes to go to Thailand. No money, no meals. Okay. You can contract. You can go live with roommates and all of that stuff and pulls it off. Is oh, we're saving a little bit of money. No, you're not. All right. Um, you can become, you can file lawsuits. You can protest something and watch this. This is valuetainment, fair use. This woman, I believe, dated Tristan Tate. Now it's time for the sob stories. I be the victim. I be the one who was taken advantage of. I be the one who y'all need to cry for. Now, I want you to watch this. This is quite entertaining. There you I can't make any. What, what I do know is that there's definitely manipulation going on, but manipulation is not illegal. So, Valid I, point. I, yeah, it's not illegal. I look at those girls and I think well, it's your responsibility. For sex trafficking, it is. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah that's that's a good point. <laughs> anyway. But that's what that's what we can't quite prove yet. But Brody, um, um, what's wrong with her hair? Because yeah. we'll wrap up because we got a lot of stuff we got to cover today. I Anything not... else you want to get off your chest that you want to just so you, just so you're at peace with the situation? Because obviously it's very brave of you to just put your shit out there. Well, like I, was, this. I was not planning on speaking. I, now, I want you to watch now. Adam has set her up perfectly. He said the show was about to close. We in here. We about to close the conversation. You've been up here for 26 minutes and 48 seconds and probably longer because this might be a clip. It says live exclusive. You've been up here all this time. Now, what are your final words? Here we fucking go. <laughs> Let's cue up the music. I know you weren't. You didn't have to. And you you wanted to. And I respect that. Uh, final thoughts before we move on, because we're not going to spend the whole episode on this. Yep. I guess I'll just say like there was I just want to share one more thing. Well, here that we go. happened since I dated. Tristan was I was I dated somebody new I really liked him we were we were dating for a long time and when Tristan and Andrew got sent to prison I, I like called my boyfriend I was like this is crazy like this guy that I dated is in prison and my my boyfriend said to me uh are you talking about Tristan Tate and I said yeah and he goes I was just wondering what kind of girl would possibly be manipulated by them so I just want to, like, I just want to ask anyone who's watching this, just, this is pathetic. I'm so embarrassed. I'm fine. Just try not to judge. Like, it's, it's not something I'm proud of. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I'll tell you this. <laughs> oh, man. They may give her. <laughs> First of all, I don't see. I suffered through the years and shed so many tears. Where the tears at? 
And look, this was a half ass Hail Mary attempt to play the victim. So now she could get on here. I was out there crying. I was manipulating. What was the story? You dated Tristan Tate and your boyfriend found out. Like, what was the what was the tears about? What was the tears about? She's thinking money. I got money. Nobody buying it. Look at this woman. She's stone cold Steve Austin over there. She ain't buying shit. All right. She was like, nope, I got no money on that. The hell you talking about? Let's watch her face. Look. This is so pathetic. I'm so embarrassed. I'm fine. Just try not to judge. Like What? What? I'm fine. She's smiling. Look at this, bro. What in the world? Guys, these apex predators will get you. It's not something I'm proud of. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. I'll tell you this. And, <laughs> and this is from a guy that <laughs> likes women. Okay. I'm just, I'm just destiny. destiny. Go with me for a second. I'm here. sorry. Yeah. I forgot. Now look, they sniggling. Even destiny. Who was all out male feminist is sniggling. She's sniggling. The other lady stone cold. Look at, look at, they like, what the fuck? All right. But doesn't mean anything. The courts will do what they need. They sniggling. I don't like women. Yeah, go mm -hmm. ahead. There's way worse dudes that you can be affiliated <laughs> with and be dating. Like, you know, not to like dick ride or anything like that. Those guys got money. They're good looking. They're well-spoken. They've got a lot. We're like, I dated fucking conservative leaning. Mm -hmm. Imagine being bombarded with content about how your ex manipulates women. That's that's mm -hmm. my experience since no. they've been. Well, I'll tell you this. What? What? Ladies, what? That that's what you crying about? Hold up for a second. Fucking Charles Manson. I'm like, oh, imagine, shit, bitch. imagine like, that. what are you told, doing? <laughs> but like, imagine I wouldn't be ashamed. Constantly bombarded with videos. And by the way, I'm relatively, relatively conservative leaning. Mm -hmm. Imagine being bombarded with content about how your ex manipulates women. That. <laughs> Listen, sometimes you got to you got to understand they're they're like children in many, many instances. They're like children. They come up. Imagine being. Is this a big deal in the grand scheme of life? No. But this is something that they can capitalize on and they will do it. Last one. And then we'll get to it. Child support. Child support is broke chick economics. Child support is broke chick economics. I don't believe that anybody, the only people that I would say should be on child support is if one of the parents, male or female, is completely abandoned their responsibility with no attempt to reconcile or get custody of their children. Anything other than that, any woman or man that has their spouse or partner on child support as a result of that is doing broke chick economics. And I'm going to tell you why. Number one, it would be relatively easy as opposed to spending time filing cases and court cases to line up a fair agreement for custody time between the parents. It would be relatively simple to come to this agreement. It is the easiest piece of paperwork that you can file. Split it down the middle or give the man the custody and you go get a job. But many times they don't do this. They manipulate the system. So who are we mad at? The woman in broke chick survival mode, the system, yourself. What is who we mad at? Now, this woman will do this to a man, even though it disadvantages the child significantly and against the man's finances, meaning putting him in a predicament that she knows is not best for him to even be a supportive parent. 
but she can fill out a custody agreement real fast, but she refuses to do so. She refuses to do it. It would be simple. Let's pin this shit out. She will act like that. That's the most toughest, complicated thing to do. I can't do it. I can't figure it out. But you figured out how to go to social services and fill out their paperwork. You figured out how to file court cases. You figured out how to hire an attorney, but you didn't figure out how to write 50-50 custody on the paper with alternating weekends, with one week on, one week off, and or this person gets summer vacations, this person gets every other. You couldn't figure that shit out. <laughs> that was way too tough to come to. I can't figure it out, but you can figure out how to go down to the child support office and go to them to cry. It's a simple solution, but they complicate it. Why? Not because it's complicated, because there's no advantage to her. She's selfish. There's no advantage to her. She's got to use this, not because it's the best interest of the child, because this is broke chick economics, period. This is how they're going to survive from month to month. And even when they do it, they're going to fumble the bag. How they're going to fumble the bag is they're going to count the child support not as the child's money, they're going to count it as income, personal income for herself. It's going to go as a line item of income. Thus, she'll see it as I don't have to make as much money now because I have this income coming in. When she literally can sock it away in a different account as the child's money because that's what the law says. The law says it's the child's money but she puts it in the income category. And after the child ages out, the bitch has nothing left. Mm. Neither does the child make it make sense. If she needs $4,000 to make it from month to month, she gets a thousand dollars in child support. She says, I only need to make $3,000 or I can go to social services and get discounts on rent vouchers, meals, bus passes. I can date a guy. I can sell some punani. I can file a lawsuit. I can play the victim. I can do what? Contract. I can live in a smaller space. I can have three kids in a two-bedroom apartment where I sleep on the couch. This is what women do. This is how they get through life. And at the end of it, no long-term planning, no savings, no retirement, can't change the tires on your car, nothing. It's a train wreck out here. Now, men will take these things personal. You're going to take it personal. You're going to be like, damn, why are they doing this to me? Remember this. They have no remorse in their body. If you ever think that they have remorse, I'm going to show you this picture. I'm going to show you this video that is on YouTube. I don't want to hear no bullshit. Why you're showing this. This is a video on YouTube. I don't know if this is an action. I don't have the context. But if you think they have remorse, you're out of your mind. This is about survival. It's nothing personal. This is all business. Check this out. This is apparently... Somewhere, I can't tell where it is, but y'all ninjas that want to leave America, watch out. Um, but uh, these are European plates or something. There's a car right here, and this car is blocked. This vehicle here, and there's probably a gate here. There's a woman going to get out of the car. We'll play it from there. No audio. So here's the woman going to step out the vehicle. It's right on time, there's a ninja. Empties out his magazine. The guy is... Yep, he's this he, he's uh incapacitated. This guy's also emptying out magazines and running. And she walks back to the car to get back in the car. And she was previously riding in that vehicle. Now take it out again. She's not even 
she, guys, she not even out of the vehicle, guys. She not even out of the vehicle. Not only this, she's not barely out of harm's way. Doesn't seem like she cares. The shots are firing here. There she is. I'm going to step slightly out of the way so I don't get a bullet in the ass. Now watch this. She wants to see it now. Let me see what y'all doing. Let me see. Boom, 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 boom. She's taking a look. Boy, this woman ain't got no heart. Woman ain't got no heart. Oh, wait. Oh, you ain't done. There's another one. She's looking at it. She's watching him. Now, at this point, the vehicle's going to roll forward because he's incapacitated. The foot has come off the uh, brake, and now the car starts to roll forward. Does she hide? Nope. Ah, let me step out of the way real quick. This dude's spraying ain't that good. The car's moving. She only moved when the vehicle moved. All right. And then after they finished and got the skedaddling, guess what? She needed to go get the evidence. Oh, damn. I left my phone charger in the car. I got to take a picture of this shit. I got to go play the victim called the popo. I got I broke a fingernail in there. I left my phone right there. My bag is in the floorboard. All right. She right back in the vehicle. All right. Cold, cold world out here. Cold, cold world. It's an evil world we live in. Cold, cold world out here. You see this? This is the full replay. Yep. Set them up. Guys, this is what happens when you mess with women that are down bad. They all got pookies and Ray Rays in their life. This is the definitely something that can happen when you're messing with the junior college. There's no remorse. There's no remorse. And she's probably down bad. She's probably connected bad. Or she's in a situation where custody dispute, which let me show you here, men lose their lives heavy in custody disputes good fathers just want to be fathers but he uh men lose their lives let me show you this right here let me show you this right here there's many many cases of this man gunned down age 32 alongside his father 57 and the targeted double deletion and then he just won a bitter custody battle for his son and lost his life there's no remorse out here, guys. This is I, this is going to empower you. This stream's going to empower you. He gunned down. He's still alive. All right. He might be still alive. He just says he gunned, a gun down to me means deleted. Okay. But when it comes down to this thing, man, there's no remorse. Your life ain't worth shit. If they got to get you out of the way, they will bump you. If they got to make your life difficult, they will bump you. It ain't personal, but it becomes personal. But it's all about their survival. It's all about themselves. And uh, it says they arrested three people, which sounds like the mother, the boyfriend, and the father. Let me just get it to you right here. A woman age 33, a man age 27, and a man age 66 were arrested yesterday on suspicion of conspiracy to commit the deletion. This sounds like the baby mother or the ex-wife, her boyfriend, and her father. That's what it sounds like. Even her father will take your ass out over this custody shit. Why? Because this messes up their economics. It messes up their economics. They can know, how am I going to survive now? I got less child support. How am I going to survive now? I don't have my kid. I can't use my kid as a pawn. It ain't for the love of the kid. If a woman can kill, delete the father of the kid, that woman hates the father more than she loves the kid. So she doesn't love her child. The father's a part of that child. But women don't think about that when they're using child support, custody, and they use these things to eliminate fathers all because of their selfish financial need. This is 
broke chick economics. Any woman susceptible to this broke chick economics. When they have nothing left to grasp to, they will depend on desperation. And sir, there will be no remorse. There will be no remorse. She will be heartless in her pursuit of making sure she has access to resources that she cannot generate of her own. With that being said, my case is over. I'm going to get into the super chats. Indeed. And, of course, people will give her a whole ghetto pass, all right? Here we go. We got Super Chats. Shaw X says, if Jamar, Lamar Jackson's mom knew what she was doing, why did Lamar play it? Why didn't he play it down the year after his MVP season? A real agent would have got him a lucrative contract after that MVP season and held out. Indeed. Yep. She let him come back under the franchise tag several times. And fumbled the bag, turned down $144 million, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, fumbled the bag. The mom is in his way. Somebody says, uh, Mask Man says, Ninja spend too much time on dating and mating conversations. Shout out to CGA for pointing out the Marxist problems. Jai, Jai Ping isn't worried about having game. He says, I look at women for recreational uses only. I look at them as business arrangements. Okay, that's all it is. I will always be in business with them, never personal, okay? Because it's never personal with them. You're in love, sir. They're in business. JC says, alert. They officially arrested, arrested Trump. All right, shout out to him. And they said they're not going to do a mugshot. But um, they also Trump charges of, of on him of 32 felony counts to try to see if they can get anything to stick. Newski says women are in the lead in mostly all the bad economic categories and they don't mind it. I get stressed out just listening to their financial problems. I do as well. All right, because um, I always tell I had a conversation. There was a woman on that is popular on Twitter and she said, what's worse, a broke man or a cheap man? And I responded and I said, listen. A cheap man, a man that is seen as having resources in is cheap. Women believe because he has the resources, she should have access to it. Like, say, for instance, you said, I make $100,000 a month. In her mind, you shouldn't be cheap. She should just be able to spend whatever the fuck she wants to. And when you say, well, we can't go out this weekend. We can't just travel. We can't, we can't do, well, you, don't be so cheap. Men who make money have budgets. Mm. Men who make money have budgets. It's not money on trees. You can't just go and spend it. Now, he might spend on things that he wants. He might spend things from time to time on what you want. But just because he has the money doesn't mean it is at her disposal to decide how he spends it. A man who can make a million dollars a month has a budget. Not only that, he has people that work for him. He got payroll to meet. He has a business to maintain. He has investments. He has money that he leveraged against other money. She's not entitled to spend the goddamn money because he makes it. This is how women think. Because that money that he makes, she wouldn't make it in three years of hard work. And so she thinks he has it. He should just be able to spend it. That's not true. It is not true. People have budgets. And serious money makers have extensive budgets. Not only that, they have extensive debt that they're leveraging against many times. That means the money's not just to be used at her disposal. She's not entitled to just decide if he's cheap or not. He has to meet 
a certain expectation and he also has to pay certain people. This is what people don't get. So how can you call a man cheap? Calling a man cheap means the guy has money that she thinks he's not spending on her. Well, well, don't be so cheap. I'm not being cheap. I have a budget. I have a cycle that my money comes in and it's going out and it's going out to this account. I might have to put it in this account, which isn't me spending it. It's a savings account. It's a tax account. It's an investment account. I got to put them. It's crazy. But broke chick economics makes them believe because he has the money, it should be spent on her. Okay. Dart, yeah, he's leveraging it. It's There's a bunch of things. Crazy. Shout out to Dart says Cody lost to Roman on Sunday and got beaten up by Brock on Monday. All right. People were mad about that. Newski, health economics. He says, don't wait until it's too late. And you have health issues to get your health together, prevent it, eat more fruit, less meat, pause. Indeed, right? Your health is not guaranteed. Notorious NIG, I have I have no idea how women, how women expect an average earning man to even have or to ever have money if he is not being cheap or wasting it instead. Any smart guy that makes money and he's found himself to make money will probably realize splurging, not tracking your money is the best and easiest way to lose your money, <laughs> right? So why would he ever do that? Why would he ever do that? But not a lot of broke chicks don't understand it. Shout out to my man, Mr. We're going to call you Jonathan E. He says, Ninja watching fee. Keep bringing all the smoke. Okay. Now, this at the end of this show, you should have a better understanding of women, the typical woman, especially younger women, but the typical woman, meaning that this should put you in a position of leverage, not in the position of, man, I hate them even more. This is not a hate situation. You shouldn't hate them. This is an understanding segment. You understand it and you go, oh, OK, this is how I better do it. Now, any guy that says, well, this is not true, I'll find the one that loves me and she'll be down for me. I say, good luck. My man, Mr. Grant, says, hey, coach, I have a question. Quick question. I have an immigrant in the United States who wants to marry me for a green card. This is already going off the rail again. Business. She offered to give me 10K in cash, 7 up, 7K up front, and the remaining once her application is accepted. Mm. I've never, he says, I'm not, I've not nor never been married one kid deal or no deal oh my god but this is the first thing you should do oh my gosh all right guys understand what immigrants immigrant women have at their disposal immigrant men have this as well i'm gonna pull this up and show you this you guys this is called immigrant women have this this is why we tell you never bring man back to this country they have the Violence Against Women's Act or women, women's women. Yeah, 10K ain't shit, by the way. I wouldn't even budge on that. 10K, what? We're going to have to always talk in six figures and sevens. That's how I talk. I'm like, six, five figures ain't doing shit. Okay. It might do it for you, you broke chick. All right, broke chicks live off of four and five figures. They'll tear up their entire family off of four figures. Year, a yearly sum of four figures. 
they'll be collecting $6,000 a month and pursue that shit like it's her last goddamn life option <laughs> for $6,000 in yearly child support. She added up. Hmm. That's $72,000 over 18 years. You broke. You know, realize that you can get a job and make that in a year or two. <laughs> broke chick. All right. I don't have four-figure conversations. All right. I think that's beneath me. And I'm not even rich. I don't even have a job. All right. But here it is right here. The Violence Against Women's Act. You got to know with women who are, look, path to green card for vi victims of domestic violence. Mm have to green card for victims of domestic violence usually comes in the form of a family member abusing them. This is in the American federal law. All foreign women know this. If they are a victim or a perceived victim, they don't need to even be truthfully. Uh, you don't even need to be proven guilty as a result of them being harmed by a child that is a U.S. citizen, meaning your stepchild, you, you said you had a child. If your child beats your green card-ass wife or girlfriend, automatic green card, automatic. If, you're, if you beat them, verbally abuse them, psychologically, emotionally, financial abuse, automatic green card, automatic that's in a relationship. It's automatic. And marriage is, is just the path. The marriage application can get rejected. But she cohabitates with you, and you got to prove cohabitation. Automatic. They're automatically a green card. No application, no nothing. And this is just on the allegation. This is not on the conviction. This is the allegation. Self-petition and supporting evidence. What is supporting evidence? Police report. Therapist. <laughs> the system. Temporary restraining order. That's not a conviction. That's not an admission. That is the evidence. It says right here, how do you become eligible? You are an abused or battered spouse of a U.S. citizen. You are a spouse or a, you are a spouse of a U.S. citizen. And your child or children are being abused. You are a child of a U.S. citizen who is being abused or battered by that parent. What is it? Physical abuse, battery, sexual assault, grape, emotional. Emo Guys, this game, y'all need to figure this shit out. Emotional. Emotional abuse. Emotional abuse. Economic control, financial abuse, meaning you you keep her in check. You spend the money. You She says, I have to bring, bring back receipts of everything that I buy. He says, I spend too much money. I buy too much Amazon. And you cut her shit off. You cut her credit card off. You cut her gas card off. You cut her Costco card off. You said, you can't go no more. Bitch going to be like, emotional, I'm sorry, economic control. Psychological abuse intimidation factors your pimp hand strong masculine frame isolation don't leave this house don't talk to nobody don't go to girls nights out don't friends no friends with people wherever country she came from brazil mexico uh russia uh asia no don't talk to them you're isolating them you can't see your family you can't send money back to your family isolation 
That's all abuse. She can get an automatic green card. She'd be sitting up there like. I'm real, are y'all really are y'all realizing? Are y'all realizing what I'm trying to teach y'all? I'm not teaching y'all. Dude, they will use you and get what they want. And yes, while she was there, she was fornicating with you. She was loving you. She was cuddling you. She was tickling your balls. You guys don't understand. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. She'll sit up there as long as she need to and tell you what she needs to do and bat her eyes and give you the peace leave, access to it. But at the end of the day, we all know the score. This always the score right here. In every marriage, every relationship, this is the score of it right here. You up. You the Atlanta Falcons right now. <laughs> you think it's cold when you run through women and play games on them and manipulate them? They're manipulating you at a greater rate, but it has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with you. It's not personal. When you remove the personal from it, and now it can be personal. For the guys who are like, no, it's personal, coach. Okay, but let's minimize it so we can learn. It's business. It's survival. It's them grabbing at whatever straws they can grab at. It is what it is. And you should protect yourself against it. So should you marry a woman? Uh, that's a hell no. <laughs> hell no. You're just a you're just a um anchor arm. And the anchor arm is a point of leverage. Somebody said a stepping stone, just a stepping stone. Ninja. Anybody that disagrees with that, tell me what the why the divorce rate is what it is. It ain't about emotional shit. All right. Van says, Coach, I told you about X X's are by nature evil, but I know it's YouTube, so you can't say that, but I will. He says, the women of my life bring confusion to shit. So like Nino and New Jack, I'll cancel that. Look at me. He says, the women of my life, including my family and girlfriend, showed me that they have cold blood pumping through their hearts. That's why I'd rather have a date with the maggot, <laughs> with the maggots, than to be with an XX free agent for life. All right. So, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> let me see if I can get this guy right here. My man was going in, lacing it. Okay. Uh, Aunt the Great says, I was talking to a chick from Seeking, and she mentioned that she wanted in return as far as an agreement. It wasn't anything crazy, but she said she had dated wealthy men before, and these are the things that they did for her. She was 26-year-old, fine sister, and what came to mind was, and yet you're still out here in these streets. Guys, man. In these streets? You're going to be um, very surprised at what women have been given by men in their past. And they're still out here. They still said they could get a better deal. Or many times the guy the guy discarded her. Okay. I've had women say, oh, I've had rich men give me 50 grand. Right, right there, flat cash. And she blew it. She blew it. Had zero of it left. And she blew it in a matter of months. Like, like two months. Blew it. Now, that's a year's salary for people. But they get it and they blow it. Oh, and then they come back to the source. <sighs> Do you have more of that? Pointing. And the guy says, no, you should have learned. And then they what? Play the victim. All right, let me figure out a way to get this mother sucker. All right, can I sue him? Can I play abuse victim? Can I file a uh, sexual harassment claim? Can I, can I say I was a subordinate in his company? <laughs> you know what I mean? Can I do some fake crocodile tears? Can I run the child support? Can I, uh, can I dispute the prenuptial agreement? Can I turn him in uh, and say he's hiding money offshore? They be turning to all kinds of shit. 
<laughs> tell me I'm lying. Tell me I'm lying, bro. Like, look, you might not think that. You might think I'm hardcore. Tell me I'm lying. <laughs> shit is shit is the on God truth. Like I'm making it up. I'm not making this up. Shout out to no government name. SD says coach is so funny. When people call me frugal, they do not understand, quote, dangerous men thinking decades. Broke people never understand. Some of us are planning 20 years in advance. You're planning to retire, bro. You're trying to be like, okay, this income that I have coming in, I wanted to retire. I, I, I want to retire in eight years. I'm planning this. And then they come in. Well, you got the money. And then I'm like, so? And they're like, well, you got a 9-11. So? Like, look. People don't understand how you finance things. You might have leased it. You might have bought it with cash. They don't know how you got it. So in their mind, they think because you got this, you have that. Okay, I can afford this because I planned for it for five years. Now I'm here. That doesn't mean I got a million dollars just because I got this car. That does not have million dollars at access that you can access at your disposal and decide how it's spent because I have this. I planned for this and I leveraged it and I have that. That doesn't mean I'm rich. <laughs> People don't understand that. People have no clue of how it works. They're like, well, you got a 911. That don't mean I'm rich. That doesn't mean I got money just at people's disposal. And people find that shit out when they get greedy and they start trying to sue me and find out where the money is. But I got enough money for that because I socked it away and I plan to have it and I'm using it as leverage, as a potential asset. And people, dumbass people, it's a depreciating asset. You a dumbass. It is not. In this market, I could sell it for more than I bought it. <laughs> I mean, now the, the used car market is going weird, but it's not a depreciation asset. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> You don't have no effing clue. But this is why people are rich and people are poor. Because people don't have financial literacy. And that's what separates the broke chicks and the broke ninjas from the people who have money. Period. But it is what it is. You got to educate yourself. Most people are ignorant as hell when it comes to this. But what they see is you as a target. You you are a target. You are this. You are that. You got to have money. You have the, And then they do something stupid for their own survival, and they eliminate you as a human being to get what? You're not going to get what you think you're getting. They'll sue you to get what they think is there, and it ain't there. They'll take you to child support court, and then they'd say, well, he has this, and he got that, and then add it up. Okay, what would that cost him monthly to afford that? $2,000. Now that's $2,000 more than the other person has. But that, let's just say it was a house. He got a house payment and a, and a nice car that he might lease or buy. It might be three, $4,000 of, of his income. Maybe less than that. But in their mind, he's a millionaire. And he got all this money I can access. Not, it's not true. But people will eliminate you. They will sue you. They will leverage you. They will attack you. They will send the hitman. They'll send Pookie. <laughs> it's crazy. And they will get pennies. They, it's like robbing 7-Eleven. 
You go to 7-Eleven, think you're about to come up. You do an armed robbery, which is an automatic life sentence, is a high-class felony. And you'll get what from 7-Eleven? $700.50 if you lucky. They don't keep cash. Everybody knows that. Why would you armed rob a, a, a convenience store? They are not going to have more than $1,000 of cash of access. Mm. I'm not saying what you should arm rob, but a dumb ninja will arm rob a 7-Eleven. <laughs> like armed robbery is a serious felony, but you're going in for less than a thousand bucks. Robbing liquor stores. I, you can't, you know what I mean? Dumb people, broke chicks, broke ninjas. Yeah, they might have 400 bucks. Do armed robbery is a, why would you do that? Robbing the donut store, dragging the cash register down the street. Donut store. Donuts are 50 cent. Donuts are 50 cent. How many 50s, how many donuts do they have to flip? And how much cash is about to be in the damn register for 49 cent coffee and 50 cent donuts? Here you come in there, 10 a.m., broad day. They ain't even made their whole capacity for donuts before they close at 2 a.m. But here you come. Stick up kids is out the tax. You're going to jail for life. For 10 years, five years for armed robbery on a donut store. This is what happens. <laughs> desperation to survival has made people do dumb things. For women, desperation to survival makes them do thump, dumb things. They don't th see things long term nor do they care. It's got to make it to the next month. So if you are the, are you, you're the sacrificial lamb, they will slaughter you. Where are we at? <laughs> Notorious NIG, I had no idea how women expect, I already got that one right there. I have no idea how the average woman or the woman expects the average earning man to have ever had. I already read this and I'm actually screwing it up. Sorry, man. Jay Kwan says, what up, coach? He says, you never let us hear the engine in that post. It's dope, by the way. Thank you for everything, man. Actually, there's some vlogs out here. I let it rip a little bit, but sometimes on the, it doesn't translate over phone or um, over video. Like I have, a, I have a motorcycle. It's loud as hell. And I've tried to record it. It don't sound like nothing on video. People are like, that's not loud. I'm like, in this garage, when I pull back the throttle, it's loud as hell. <laughs> U.S. Army retired says, hey, coach, also remind the brothers that all it takes is one woman that will make him pay for all the women that he has used. And it always comes down to that. I got money. Always remember, there's no free lunch. The law of pop 48 laws of power. Law number 40 despise the free lunch. Despise the free lunch. OK, the free lunch is working against you. So the more free lunches you get, eventually you only need one woman to make you pay for all them free lunches. You might think you're getting a couple of women for free. Everybody does. You didn't have to put in work. She came in. She made it easy. But you pick, you keep getting those free lunches. One of them bitches is going to make you pay for all of them. All of them. That's how it works. Okay, so enjoy all the free lunches. But listen, if you keep playing this game, all it takes is one to change your entire life and make you pay a big, big, big ass tab. All right. You got to be careful dealing with these people, man. They're very, very, very 
um, they're very predatory, if you will. And uh, it's not their fault when they do that. Shout out to you. It's, it's going to be your fault. AV Network got the first time Ninja robbed my store in Brooklyn. They only got away with $200. He says, I called my boys and the cops. Luckily, the cops got there first. 200 bucks. <laughs> you putting your life and freedom on the line for $200. These places don't have cash. Matter of fact, they have safes where they put cash in intermittently throughout the day to prevent dumb people like you from coming up in their spot. So they might've made X amount of dollars, $2,000 a day, but they put in every hour or two, um, you know, $500 and they only have access to so much. And that, that, that safe works on a timer. They can't open it up. They can't open that safe. So they might have two, $3,000 in the safe, but that safe is not going to be able to be accessed or even put money out. So your time is going to have to be impeccable. <laughs> All right, to get to it. Yeah, man. But dumb people that don't have jobs don't understand this. You just a robbery stick-up kid. All right, man. We got to get up out of here. Shout out to the coach gang and enjoy the rest of your day. We'll be back tonight. Peace. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs and I just, I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in and that's it. And put the pin number and boom, money just comes right out.